Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is JT the Brick and Tom Looney. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Out of the gate, JT. Good to have you tonight as we have a very special remote as we're live from Las Vegas at Top Golf Las Vegas for Coaches versus Cancer on a big night with the American Cancer Society, Fox Sports Radio. 30 of the top NCAA Division I coaches in America and a whole bunch of people having a lot of fun. Great to be here on a huge night. I just tweeted out at JT the Brick, our view. Looney, I don't like to jinx remotes as they begin. Right. Because we're beginning the remote. We haven't ended the remote. Exactly. But this is one of the – remember when 
John Glenn and all great individuals went to the moon. Yes. And, and they actually came home from the moon. If we're able to finish this remote from Top Golf, <laughs> there are women playing golf in bikinis right in front of me. There are Whoa. women in the swimming pool in bikinis right in front of me. And the women serving our staff are in bikinis. And the place is off the hook. I just tweeted it out at JT the Brick. Look oh, at the yeah. view of the Las Vegas Strip and where we are. We have a big gala tonight. It started off last night. Tom, from what the box score proves yep. what the game showed us with our eyeballs it was arguably the worst game and biggest disappearing act that we've ever seen in the history of the eastern or western conference finals for a great player lebron disappeared for over 16 and a half minutes did not score in the fourth quarter of the game and was the single reason why the Cleveland Cavaliers lost to the Boston Celtics, a Boston Celtic team that deserves a lot of credit for having grit, for having fight, for playing hard and doing everything that professional athletes are supposed to do in an elimination game. Not college athletes, not high school athletes, not middle school athletes, but professionals in closeout elimination games are supposed to play their ass off and give 100%. A round of applause for the Celtics for showing up last night and not throwing in the towel and playing Tom to the end of a basketball game where they all got paychecks and needed to show up. I find that refreshing in the 2017 postseason. Oh, oh my God, yes, incredible. And, you know, we've talked about the San Antonio Spurs before Kawhi Leonard went down and how we had watched them struggle at different times against the Grizzlies, etc. in the playoffs and the Rockets, but they would get back up off the canvas after bad losses or come back when they were down by double digits. So anytime anyone wants to scream that these athletes are just in it for the money, watch that game between the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you wonder how many people might have missed it and might have watched the first three quarters and said, especially if you're on the West Coast, it was dinner time, and said, eh, it's time for dinner. You know, I think I know what's going to happen in this game. I wonder how many people missed that great comeback just figuring, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I know what's going to go. I know what's going to happen here. Well, you set that up beautifully because we go to the highlights of the game last night, and when Kyrie Irving started to hit shots and take the game over, it looked like it was over. Here's Irving now on the right fork where it blows past Bradley to the basket, lays it up and lays it in. Irving now is 6 of 7 from the floor. He has 19 points, and the Cavs are on top 70-50. John Jacob Michael with the call on WMMS Cleveland. You know, I like the role players of Boston. I think they got a couple of good, ooh, I'm going to say it, pieces ooh, to build They're around. Human beings. You just called human yes. beings pieces. Yes, oh. I'm going to call them a piece. I think they have it because Danny Ainge didn't want to give up his assets over the next couple of years to go out and trade midseason for a great player that helped them over the hump. So they held their cards like they were playing poker in Vegas, and they're going down with this team. But when Marcus Smart and the rest of this team started hitting open looks last night, the Celtics got on a roll. Marcus Smart, offensive end, dribbling low, pulls up for another three, and he got it! His seventh three, and Cleveland's 20-point lead has vanished. Wow. 5.39 to go in game three. The tie score is 95. Sean Grandy with the call, 98.5 FM, the Sports Hub, Boston. You know, I don't understand why I always bring this up with Boston. It's my East Coast roots instead of other cities. When you do something great in Boston, it seems like they remember you longer than they do in other major markets around the country. We talked about Kelly Olynyk in Game 7. Yep. We talked about Isaiah Thomas after his sister died and the unbelievable 50-plus performance he had. Well, Marcus Smart last night took the next step in his career, not to be iconic in Boston, but to be respected around the hub of Boston where he played unbelievable last night. But it came down to the final play of the game. And, hey, on the road, typically, 
basically, you don't get the lucky bounce off the rim. Six seconds to go in a tie game. Smart against LeBron. Left side. Avery open. Three. Kicks in. With one-tenth of a second remaining. And Avery Bradley, who won a game here last year, found himself wide open to shoot a three. The Cavs have to get the ball in. The length of the floor, they won't. And the Boston Celtics have redefined stealing a playoff game. Sean Grandy with the thrill of victory for Boston and the agony of defeat for Cleveland. So I believe I have the smart, uh, smartest sports talk audience at night in America. That is true. I've been proven that. With, I'm, not the, I'm not the smartest guy, but I know <laughs> our audience is. We need to decide tonight. You can play program director for me. I just want to put on my gloves and go all out. I want to do an assault on LeBron James for three hours, mix it in with coaches versus cancer, <laughs> talk about everything that's happening tonight with the Warriors in the Spurs. But I need to know from you, because reasonable, responsible Sports Talk Radio fans believe that LeBron deserves a pass for just having a bad game. It was an off night. He's given you tremendous entertainment throughout this postseason. He's the greatest player in the world. I am seating him right next to Michael Jordan if he wins another championship. So did he have a bad night, or does this real LeBron James back in like a great white shark where you go fishing on the open seas and never expect to catch one, but then you do, and then it takes you three hours to reel him back in? Should we go after LeBron James tonight? Because this warms my heart to say this. In the final 1631, LeBron James had zero points on 0 of 4 shooting, 0 of 2 from 3, with two turnovers, one rebound, and one assist. He finished with 11.6 rebounds, six assists, and six turnovers. One of the worst games, and that's not the worst game LeBron has ever played in his career. But my crack team at Fox Sports Radio put together the three worst games in Michael Jordan's career. Oh, good. In the postseason. Looney Game Show Music. Okay. June 16th, 1996. 96 NBA Finals Game 6 versus the Supersonics. For you children and millennials, there used to be a team that played up in Seattle. Seattle. Never you never of. heard of them. On that night, Jordan in a loss. 5 of 19. Oof. 22 points. Nine rebounds, seven assists, five turnovers. Second worst game, May 31st, 1989. Eastern Conference Finals, game five against the legendary bad boy Pistons. Four of eight from the field, 18 points, five boards, nine assists. Only made four made buckets for 18 points. And on May 26th, we got to go back to 97 Eastern Conference Finals, Game 4, 9 of 35 from the field. 9 of 35, but Jordan, 29 points, 8 rebounds, only 1 assist in 45 minutes. Tom Looney, would you agree with me that LeBron James' disappearing act with 16 and a half to go was worse than any of those Jordan games I've ever matched. I'll agree on that particular math that you selected. Yes, yes, it's worse. Although we could have selected math where Michael Jordan's teams failed to make it to the playoffs, period, with the Wizards, which we love to We love to just skip the Wizards years when we're, it doesn't fit the narrative in sports talk radio. We're supposed to kiss up to Michael Jordan. Let's go back to the post-game reaction. Teron Lou last night realizes he's got to pick up the best player in the world on an off night. He's human, so he's going to have a night like this. And um, he didn't shoot the ball well. And we still had a you know 20-point lead and um, a game we should have won. But you know um, 
they play hard. They scrap. They have a scrappy team. We knew that coming into tonight. Um, knew it wouldn't be easy, but um, you know we've got some things we can correct and then come back ready to go on Tuesday. I thought LeBron James owned it last night to the best of his ability after the game. He knew the box score. He knew that he disappeared in the fourth quarter, and after the game, he owned it. I had a tough game, period, not just in the second half. Um, me personally, I didn't have it. You know, my teammates did a great job of keeping us in the game and building that lead, but me personally, I didn't have it. You know, so, I mean, that's what I got to say about my performance. Yeah, and I think that's all you want from a guy like LeBron James or any other superstar who plays in any other sport. He continued on knowing that he blew the game. They didn't mix up the covers. They did a good job of uh, sprinting back low into the ball, you know, um, doubled me a little bit more in the post. But like I said, it's, uh, that, that my performance personally was all on me. Okay, so here's what I'd like to talk about for the first hour of the broadcast, if you'll jump in on this. Does he deserve a free pass because sports radio and the hardcore debaters and the screamers are getting louder and louder and louder than they ever have in the history of media. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are crushing people after one bad night. Does LeBron deserve this? 877 on Fox. Or are we reasonable human beings who understand that throughout the entire postseason, Tom Brady, uh, Tom Looney, excuse me, he's been brilliant along the entire run. He had an off night. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think he owned it, so we give him a little bit of a pass, but I think we got to reel him back in because he hasn't played Durant, hasn't played Steph yet. He hasn't gone up against this great team next, and he played one of the worst games ever in his career last night. If we're going to give James Harden this much crap for a game that he didn't show up in, we've got to do the same thing with the great LeBron James. Yeah, but you know, one thing LeBron James can do, since he's a winner, James Harden's a loser, and he's watching these games in Cancun. LeBron James, like like Jaws, like the shark in Jaws, what's his next game going to be like that? And the game after that, because, you know, he's got rabbit ears. He hears this. He hears this. Michael Jordan didn't hear any of this. There was no Twitter. There was no 24-hour sports talk radio. And LeBron James is going to come back with a vengeance and make everyone forget that game. Jack and Mark tweeted in, got into the monologue. He says, JT, just a bad night for LeBron, but a stunner guarantee he wanted to match the Warriors at 12-0 and heading into the finals. I agree with that 100%. Oh. Something, something got in LeBron James's head last night. Is he covering up an injury? Was he fatigued? Did he have a bad night? Or was he looking ahead to that 12-0 and matchup against the Golden State Warriors, which he no longer has? Uh, you know, it could be he got complacent. Kevin Love was on fire in the first half, and Kyrie was on fire. You know, and he has that Magic Johnson, John Stockton type of, of mindset where he's thinking, well, I'm a, hey, my guys are hot. I don't need to do much here. And then it ended up biting him. Hey, that spicy, tangy, boisterous monologue, JT, powered by... True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people who live near you have paid for the same car that you're interested in. You can save on average over $3,000 off MSRP. Uh, whether you're looking for a new car or a used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. If you can all go to Top Golf on Google or Top Golf okay. Vegas online and look at where I am, you won't oh believe God. that this genius concept came Oof. out. Put together a golf driving range with swimming pools, bottle service, looking out at the strip. Four levels of driving ranges with one of the largest TVs, a sports mecca for sports fans. I'm very proud to be associated with Coaches Versus Cancer. Three of the final four coaches are here tonight. Frank Martin from South Carolina, Dana Altman from Oregon, and the national champ. 
Roy Williams. We're happy to be here. Big night tonight. And we're going to open up the broom closet as Kawhi's not playing in game four. The Spurs are going to go out, and I think the Warriors are going to put them away in a bad way. But we're going after LeBron James tonight because that's what I'm paid to do on Fox Sports Radio. Live from Los Angeles and Las Vegas, simultaneously, the JT The Brick Show with Tom Looney on Fox Sports Radio, brought to you proudly by our friends at AutoZone. Your car's needs now come with a reward, with the AutoZone's rewards program. Spend $20 five times and earn a $20 reward. Sign up today at AutoZone. And now, live from Las Vegas. There's JT. Yeah, we're live at Top Golf for Coaches versus Cancer. George Carl's going to sit down with us. Dana Altman, head coach of Oregon. Lon Kruger, head coach of Oklahoma. And uh, these gentlemen put on a big event. We raised over a million dollars last night. I emceed the event and uh, did it with our friend Sean Farnham, who's now at ESPN, used to work good with man. us at Fox Sports Radio. Really good guy. Uh, we had a great time last night. A lot of fun, and we're back at it again tonight. Uh, we expect unbelievably great phone calls and tweets tonight on LeBron James's performance. You know, we have this new brick mail that if you're hearing an interview and you want to leave a message, you can go ahead and do that at 877-99 on Fox. But I told our bosses and mail. I told our staff, I'm expecting more interactive and better callers now over the next year of 2017. We're raising our game because we need to. In this world that we live in today, with people calling in on poll questions and what the weather's like, if you're calling into this show, have excitement, have some passion, add something to the show, or just listen and sit back and tweet. But if you're going to call in on LeBron James, put a phone call together on that performance. I used to, in the old days, say gutless a lot. I'd say it's gutless. Well, when LeBron played that many minutes and he was attacking the rim, it wasn't gutless. He was missing a lot of easy shots. He was deferring, as he used to defer early in his career. He was giving up easy shots in the painted area, as Hubie Brown would like to say. (laughs) And, Tom, on certain nights, balls aren't dropping, where you take a shot and you take another one and you start kicking it out to your teammates. But that was the Boston Celtics without Isaiah Thomas. That was the Boston Celtics that doesn't, they don't have a lot of great players in their starting five. LeBron should have been able to do what I always talk about with all the greats. When you're having an off night, you should be able to get to the free throw line and live there. When you're having an off night, you should be able to get on the low block and get some easy buckets. And for whatever reason, LeBron reverted back to the Dirk Nowitzki days when he got smoked in the NBA Finals by Dallas, where not only did he realize he didn't have his A game last night, mm-hmm. he got less and less confident as the fourth quarter went down. And I thought it was kind of ugly to watch. For a guy that I put right there with Jordan, I have him better than Bird, better than Magic, you know, not better than Jabbar. That's open for conversation. How about but I Kobe? Got him there Kobe the got the seven finals. Yeah, I think that LeBron, when it's More all said Jordan. and done, when it's all said and done, I think LeBron will be better than Kobe Bryant. But last night, what would happen if Kobe went scoreless with 16 and a half oh to go? Oh, my God. In a conference finals. Yeah. What type of heat would he be getting? Kobe got heat when he scored 81 for having three assists. <laughs> Kobe got heat. For, for, oh, my God. That's a power play goal. Austin Watson. Nashville Predators just like that. Unbelievable. Game six. Predators won. Ducks, absolutely nothing. 877-99 on Fox. We're focusing on LeBron's game last night. We have a huge hockey game on tonight and a huge NBA game. Uh, I'm sorry that I have to stop the show with this global breaking news. According to the Greater Manchester, 
Police Department. This is on their official Twitter feed. As you might already know, there was a bomb explosion tonight at an Ariana Grande concert in Manchester, England. 19 people are confirmed dead. More to follow. Uh, There are updates all over social media, but this is from the official Manchester Twitter feed. 19 officially dead. They are officially calling this at the beginning. It's being treated as a terrorist threat and a terrorist event. So 19 people currently dead at the Ariana Grande concert in Manchester, England. Uh, More on that story throughout social media, all your cable news outlets. But we thought it was pretty important to bring up here as we're talking about LeBron James and hockey games there, Tom. That's a, uh, an American artist performing overseas, and uh, that's a really big story breaking all around the globe right well, now. Well, right. We cannot, you know, we are an information platform here. Yeah. We cannot ignore a story like that when it's happening and unfolding. Uh, back to what that means now. A lot of people are wondering, what did that loss mean last night to LeBron James in Cleveland? I don't think it means much to them, but what it does is it takes away the perfect run going into the finals against the Golden State Warriors, who we expect to win tonight and close out easily the San Antonio Spurs without Kawhi Leonard. Does the loss motivate LeBron James to play better in the NBA Finals? Uh I don't think so. I think he's highly motivated already. But what it showed us last night is that if LeBron James has an off night against Durant and Clay and Draymond, in the NBA Finals, then the Warriors could really pounce and put him away because the Boston Celtics, Tom, were able to come back down 20 and LeBron didn't show up. Imagine if LeBron doesn't show up against the Warriors. They got four all-stars that can put you away by the beginning of the third quarter. So I think it reminded the fans in Cleveland that the Warriors are not the Celtics and the Warriors are looming next. And if they don't play better, the Warriors can really take them out quickly. I think it reminds LeBron James not to take the foot off the gas or the foot off the neck of any team, which I think he did with the Boston Celtics. I think when Kevin Love was hitting those threes earlier, hotter than he had ever been, hottest first quarter he had ever had in the playoffs, and then Kyrie Irving started to heat up and wasn't missing anything, I think LeBron thought, okay, I can just dish off here, and I can, I can take my foot off the throat of the Celtics. We don't have to embarrass them. And I think that's where he ended up getting bit. Uh, Kurt's in Evansville. Start us off. Go ahead, Kurt. Go ahead. Hey, love the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, just, just wanted to call in real quick on, on the LeBron discussion. Um, you, you were talking about some of the greats, uh, Bird and Magic and Jordan earlier. And if you watch those guys play, and I, watch, I still watch a lot of those games. I have them on, on video. They always found, even when they had off nights, they always found a way to make an impact in the game. They always made their presence known. Like, like you were just saying, when they had bad nights, lots of times Bird was on the line, and he'd hit like you know, 12 for 12 from the line but not shoot great from the field. LeBron was non-existent, no impact whatsoever in the game, and I think that, that speaks a lot of the difference between LeBron and some of those other greats. I think LeBron's better than anybody you mentioned, and they had bad nights, and you're sugarcoating the bad nights that they have. Something else happened, even though they were able to blah, blah, blah? No. Anybody you mentioned, any great you ever mentioned, had bad nights just like LeBron James, and it doesn't mean this era or this human being is any less competitive or any less great. Yeah, but I think you made a good point. Thanks for the call, Kurt. Usually, even the great legends don't go scoreless for 16-plus minutes. The great legends find a way to get a bucket. The great legends find a way to get a free, to the free-throw line. The unbelievable legends 
find a way to get a couple of buckets on a night where they're not playing well. For LeBron James, Tom, to do that in a situation like this when he's about to close out Boston, and now he's going to want to play and play another game in Boston, travel, the potential for injury for right. other teammates, the potential for him to play oh, an extra game and get injured. Potential. that's true. A, a yep. Disaster. And all he had to do, it wasn't like Boston won this game by 13 to 15 points and it was getting out of control. This game was tight, even under a minute to go where LeBron James couldn't find the bucket. But every, so it, every great player that we compare LeBron James to, uh, many of them didn't go to the finals as often as LeBron James. Many of them had really bad games in, in games that didn't get them to the playoffs and didn't get them to the postseason and didn't get them to the finals. And we a lot of, a lot of times like to ignore that, that, that Michael Jordan didn't get to seven, eight, nine, or ten finals like some other players did. Yeah, it's very difficult for you to sit there in your ivory tower and criticize yeah. a guy who was 6-0 and in the NBA Finals with six bleeping MVPs How in the NBA Finals and didn't have a game like this last night. Or well, eight he, times, or maybe, nine maybe, times like Magic well, maybe, Johnson. Well, maybe because he had to go through the bad boy Pistons who I brought up in 89. Maybe because he had to go through Larry no, yeah, Bird he wasn't when he came good in the league as a to young go through player. The Pistons and he wasn't good enough to go through Bird is what you're saying, and it's true. Well, LeBron James found his way into the NBA Finals and got smoked by Dirk Nowitzki. Found his way to the NBA Finals with Miami. Got LeBron smoked James by Kawhi found Leonard. his way to the NBA at 17, and Michael Jordan wasn't good enough. What are you trying to do? Give away juice boxes for guys who just get to the NBA Finals? I thought I it was think, about winning I think in the NBA Finals. Too much of a love affair with with Michael Jordan, and people like to forget the for, you know, forget the bad stuff. Let's not forget the bad stuff about Michael Jordan. Like he wasn't good enough, like Kobe and LeBron, to go into the NBA out of high school, and, and he was only, only went to the finals six times. Unlike Kobe, who was five for seven. Unlike Magic Johnson, who went nine, and other people who went more. Like Bill Russell. We're talking about. I'm talking about Bill Russell because everyone who loves him is dead. We're talking about <laughs> rosters in the NBA Finals, and when you're talking about your business roster, you need to listen up and understand oh, why yeah. Zip Recruiter can get you to the top. Because when you're looking for good candidates and you want to hire the best people, you gotta post your job on one site that will get everybody to go there. All the top job sites can go to one spot. We've been telling you about ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click, and it'll match and quickly turn it around. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Forget about juggling emails or calls to your office. ZipRecruiter is the way to go. All business sizes, small and large, nationwide. And right now for our audience, you can start forming your own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash brick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash brick. Try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash brick. For our early audience in the show tonight, a rare edition of Pop Looney coming up after what's trending. Nice. What does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. We're live from Top Golf in Las Vegas for Coaches versus Cancer. Big night show just kicking off. An early edition of Pop Culture with Tom Looney. Here's Pop Looney. Habemos these nosy people. Stay in your lane. I don't play that game. Don't go there. 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 Don't go
don't go there. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. And now it's time for Pop Looney. Here he is. Uh, me. Thank you, Tom Looney. Love the introduction. Turned up really loud in the Sony headphones. <laughs> the jingle, the Twitter page, twitter.com. Looney on Fox is where we can tweet together. You're creepy. His email, looneyonfox at gmail.com. Pop Looney is powered by True Car. Save time, save money, never overpay. Download the True Car app today. At least 19 people killed, 50 others injured in a suspected suicide bombing tonight, not that long ago, at Manchester Arena in England, an Ariana Grande concert. So Pop Looney kicks off on a very sad note. Our hearts and prayers go out to all the people who were at that concert, their families, and everyone who is so terrified tonight. Yeah, about three minutes before our show started, it started going all over social media. We've been monitoring it, and again, a very disturbing story tonight. Prayers are with all the victims tonight in Manchester. Billy Bush has given his first interview since Donald Trump got him fired. Remember the tape where Trump bragged about you know, grabbing women by the private parts, and Bush laughed? Uh, at the oh, it was referred to as locker room talk. Yes, it was. Locker room talk. Yeah, well, Bush lost his job at the Today Show for listening to Trump and snickering. Trump was rewarded with the presidency. Billy Bush gave a really good interview with Yahoo, which was slugged today. One of the most fascinating parts, how he found out about it. He was hopping on a plane to L.A. from New York, and he got a text about it. So he fired up the Wi-Fi and watched on Twitter for six hours on a plane as his career imploded. And the story exploded. And he sat on that plane for six hours and freaked out reading story after story about himself and Trump. Also talked about how he had to explain it to his three daughters. So it was a fascinating read about the aftermath, the blowback, about that Trump tape and how Billy Bush has suffered far more than Donald Trump. Tom, the big lesson out of that is hundreds of years from now, I'm talking two, three hundred years from now, there'll be a presidential candidate concerned about something that went wrong during the campaign, and they'll show that video and snip it, and someone will say, don't worry, this guy got elected and did that. Yeah. You're fine. Focus. Get a good night's sleep, and yep. we'll go get him tomorrow. Bar has been lowered. The 2017 Billboard Music Awards. Held last night in Las Vegas, where you are right now. And what a night, in case you missed it. Here's what people are buzzing about. Drizzy on the evening. You a big fan of Drizzy, JT? The princess no. of Chicago rap? I, oh, man, I listened to her all the way to work today. 40-minute drive. We gone rye, close to you. Wasted, bad bitch. Uh, Drizzy took home 13 awards, including top artists. And uh, she passed Adele's 12 trophies for the most win in one night. And... The world's most famous Armenian was there. Do you know who the world's most famous Armenian is, JT? Uh, that would be Cher. Yes, Cher Sarkeesian, better known by her gangster name, Cher. Cher definitely turned back time at the Billboard's Awards. Uh, she performed and received the Billboard Icon Award. Cher's body at 71 is as hot as some of the women who are serving drinks right there in front of you right now. Some of those. I was watching it Woo! live with my wife. My wife yes. said, she's 71. I said, what'd you just say? 71. She goes, 71. And she was wearing that outfit. Yeah, and yeah, Tom, see-through outfit. she pulled it off. A quick update on that. Yes. Drake. Drake, who had the big night. Right. Uh, the night before in Vegas, he did this unbelievable 
unbelievable performance on the Bellagio Lake. And he did it at 3 in the morning. Wow. And my 15-year-old son actually asked my wife and I if he could go. We both looked at him. It was a moment of parenting. Right. We said, did you just ask us to go see Drake at 3 in the morning at the Bellagio Fountains? <laughs> and, uh, so we, we said no. But it looked beautiful on television. Oh, it looked man. fantastic. Well, she looked, yeah, she looks amazing at 71. I'm sure she looks, her body's a lot like those pieces who are serving drinks in front of you. Uh, also, moment of silence for Chris Cornell. A, a salute to Biggie Smalls. Celine Dion sang the song from Titanic. Pretty outstanding show. And uh, there's a lawsuit that's been filed. Titanic writer and director James Cameron supposedly stole the life story of a Florida man who worked in the yacht industry. And then James used it for his lead character in Titanic. Stephen Cummings claims he's the inspiration for Jack Dawson, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. According to the documents, Cameron learned about Cummings through word of mouth about events that took place in Broward County, 1988 and 89. It does seem unlikely, but check it out. He's a yacht master. He says the depiction of the Titanic sinking was not based on history, but based on stories he told friends about two of his relatives who were aboard the Titanic. A real story where the wife survived and the husband didn't. 1,517 souls were lost that night in 1912. Cummings wants $300 million plus 1% of the royalties. And shout out to one of my heroes, the man who's leading this band. He stood on the Titanic as water came up to their ankles. The band leader on the Titanic. And the band played on. There was a great Broadway play about it. And... Uh, so he's, he's there should be no head. more lawsuits from the Titanic. There should be no more lawsuits that have anything to do with the <laughs> engine room or a character Good. or anything to do with the you know silverware that was served that <laughs> night. No more talk on Titanic other than Celine putting on that performance or, last night, Tom, where me- many men had to turn in their man card I know, last night because she that. was so good. She was amazing. And uh, we can talk about Titanic if I mention Wallace Hartley, the band leader. That is a hero. Google him sometime. And as our kicker, in a finish that left a vocal and electric Chicago crowd at the Allstate Arena in stunned silence, Jandir Mayhall upset WWE champion Randy Orton last night. Not that long ago, Mahal was just what the WWE refers to as enhancement talent. Just, you know, an undercard guy entertaining crowds while they wait for the main event. But not anymore. Jinder Mahal. Maybe the biggest WWE Who? upset ever. Jinder Mahal. Never heard and of him. He left many of us stunned. He now is the champion as he upsets Randy Orton. And that's Pop Looney. And yeah, what channel was that on? Oh, I think it was pay-per-view. Okay. Okay. I didn't look at the channel. <laughs> Thank you. You weren't looking at the channel, God, when you were watching no. that last night. You broke a rule there. Never ask your co-host a question yes, for I'm... which he cannot answer. Oh, <laughs> you've ever broken that rule. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, live from Coaches versus Cancer, we're at Top Golf in beautiful Las Vegas. Is the criticism of LeBron James fair after Game 3, or do we hold him to an unfair standard yeah, more yeah. than any other athlete? 
877-99 on Fox. I need to know if you're giving LeBron a free pass or do you want to bury him? You can't sit there down the middle on this show. I think LeBron James last night had arguably the worst game of his life because his teammates needed him in a closeout game. We'll talk more about that next. JT The Brick Show with Tom Looney on Fox Sports Radio. That's the sound of the Nashville Predators hockey horn. We've got Nashville Predators hockey tonight. Game six, NHL Western Conference Finals. Predators in front 3-2 in this best of seven. Anaheim Ducks trying to stave off elimination. Predators in front 2-0, end of the first period. We're powered by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes? Can save you 15% or more on your car insurance? That means you probably should have gone to Geico.com about 15 minutes ago. One of the things about hockey over the years, over the last, say, 20 years, what's evolved is people from time to time mock new markets for hockey. I remember you know, doing this 20 True. years when Anaheim, San Jose, L.A. has been around a lot longer than people give them credit for, and they struggled and had some really good teams over the years that couldn't get it done. But my point is, when you see a team from San Jose or Anaheim or other markets that you're not used to, Phoenix, remember, Tom, the Florida Panthers, where it right. is, now we, have to, now we have Nashville. This is good for the sport. It's not great for our Canadian brothers to the north because, you know, I don't know how many Canadians where hockey dominates. It doesn't dominate here in the United States anymore, but I still believe the big picture of Nashville, who's up 2 nothing now after one, entering the Stanley Cup final overall is going to be good for the sport, Tom, and the growth of the sport in America because when our fans start seeing how fired up Nashville is for the sport, how big those crowds are, how loud those fans are, and we all know that those fans aren't sophisticated hockey fans compared to Detroit and Boston and New York and Philadelphia, but, Looney, they deserve to be welcome to the party. Why can't they drink from a Stanley Cup? We're getting close to seeing Nashville win tonight and enter the Stanley Cup final. And, and this that, is going to be amazing for, for the sport. And that city's going crazy. And I know that Los Angeles isn't a new city to have hockey, but people around the country might snicker when they over the years wondering if the, uh, if, if the Los Angeles fans, the low-calorie Los Angeles sports fans show up for LA Kings games, but they've sold out every game for... As long as I know. They sell out every game. Yeah. Can I get the second Predator goal, please? Pass at center. Turn back around by Sissons. Here's Auber. Sissons. He scores! Pontus Auber sets up Port Sissons. It's 2-0. Pete Weber with the call on the Predators radio. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. What we're talking about tonight is in the final 16 minutes and 31 seconds, three of the Eastern Conference Finals, LeBron James had zero points. Zero points. What type of criticism is fair for LeBron James? 877-99 on Fox. Chris in West Oakland. Thanks for calling, Chris. What do you got? Hey, JT. Yeah, you know, listen, you know I've had my share of, uh, you know, phone calls bashing LeBron. Um, But as far as last night, a couple of quick points on it. One, listen, we've gotten to the point with the media and all the shows and every day that we've got to have something to talk about. Okay, it's a bad game. Hey, you don't have to go undefeated. You only have to win four games. You could lose three series. It's probably just a bad game. But my theory on it, there's two things. Number one, because of the crazy schedule in the Eastern Conference, they've had all this rest. Well, last night was their third game in five days. Did LeBron take a night off? Was he disengaged? Because listening to the TNT guys, 
It's sickening. This is what bothers me, is the excuses everybody makes for him. You know, Barkley and Kenny Smith, oh, LeBron was disengaged. He just didn't see what? You're disengaged in a playoff game? Give me a break. Bill Walton said it best a year ago. You ever notice whenever Cleveland loses, it's because LeBron doesn't have enough help, but when they win, it's because he's so great. I'm saying last night could have been a factor of fatigue. Maybe his legs were just a little tired and he's a little, you know, he's human after all. Well, I got I think it was probably a one-game aberration, though most likely close this team out in five games. But I, you know what, LeBron? You better close these guys out in five games because the Warriors are going to take care of business tonight, and they're going to be sitting there waiting for you with eight days. I don't want any excuses that you got tired legs. I want a fresh LeBron. I want a fresh Cleveland. And, and here's my prediction, JT. Everybody's talking about Durant. Steph Curry, who played on one leg the entire playoffs last year, has kind of been the forgotten guy. He's quietly putting up the numbers LeBron is. But the difference between the Warrior players and LeBron, the Warrior players are playing 26, 27 minutes a night. LeBron's playing 43 minutes a night here in the playoffs. We'll see how that ends up down, you know, come, come final time. But again, one game aberration, I wouldn't make a whole lot. My guess is they win the two next two games by more than 20, and we'll see you in 10 days. Thank you, brother. Talk to you later. Yeah, thanks, Chris. First off, a couple of things. Both teams are going to get enormous rest. As you mentioned, the Warriors, when they win tonight, not if they win tonight, when the Warriors win tonight, they'll get eight games off. June 1st and June 4th, I'll be there for game two of the NBA Finals in the Bay Area. I can't wait for it because I want to see these two teams go at it. But LeBron will get plenty of rest, too. This was a little bit of a hiccup. If LeBron can go into Boston and win that game, you're still talking about LeBron with a week, a business week off before the NBA's final start. Let me remind you in June. Look at your calendar, everybody. Look at your watch if you got a calendar. We're not playing basketball until June 1st. All of these teams are going to be completely rested, ready to go. No team is going to have a fatigue issue unless, as Chris Tom just pointed out, for God forbid, LeBron James, in his mind, pushes this out to a seven-game series. Boston just got new life. Wouldn't it be great if Isaiah Thomas could come back and play in this series to really see what these teams could do? That's what I'd like to see. I just think that what LeBron James did was he took the foot off their throats when when, when Kevin Love was playing so well and Kyrie Irving, he had a bad game. Boston Celtics have no – that's the only game the Boston Celtics are going to win. We're just having fun with this. We've got to yeah. be at three hours to fill. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, because, again, the game that they won, Tom, they won in Cleveland. They're going back home again. Boston might have the emotion of that fan base to win another game. I would doubt it, but I didn't think that Boston was going to come back from the dead down 20 to a healthy LeBron and Kyrie playing that way they're, and win. That's down one 20 every up. time you look up. Yeah, well, that's yeah. The, welcome to the 2017 yep. NBA playoffs. You have no idea what you're going to watch any night. Hey, coming up next, more about the 10th annual Coaches vs. Cancer Las Vegas Golf Classic. We are live from Top Golf Vegas. We're back, JT, along with Looney. I'm in Las Vegas tonight. Vegas, Vegas, baby. Looney Vegas. is in Los Angeles, so we have you covered all over the globe. On iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, Sirius XM 83. Anywhere where you're picking up the show, we greatly appreciate it. We're doing a live remote remote tonight at Top Golf in Las Vegas, one of the best uh, golf facilities in all of America. You're going to love this. Go to TopGolfLasVegas.com and see where we're at tonight. Uh, joining us as we kick off the second hour of the show, the host of the 10th annual Coaches vs. Cancer Las Vegas Golf Classic is the head coach of Oklahoma, Lon Kruger. 
Thank you, Coach, for doing this. Thank you, JT. It's great to be with you, and uh, always fun to be at Top Golf and uh, MGM Grand. Uh, great host, and uh, it'll be a fun evening. This is an amazing spot right here at Top Golf because when it came on in Vegas, I didn't know about it nationally until I did my research. Then I started seeing a few of these open up around the country. It is incredible, the entertainment value, not just for golfers, but fans who want to watch games like we are tonight. Yeah, there's so much going on. Uh, and Again, you can play golf, but the people that aren't necessarily golfers can have a great time playing golf here. You don't have to lug the bag around. You don't have to you know, get outside in crazy weather. You, uh, you don't have to do it for four hours. Uh, so it's a great introduction to golf. You know, and, and those that do love to golf, it, it's a good facility too. It's incredible. And it, it being right here located at the MGM makes it that much better. This is the 10th annual, and we spent a lot of time talking about raising at this event this year a million dollars net. I'm, a, I'm proud to be associated with this because when I go to a lot of celebrity golf tournaments, the money is very important because you got to give it back to the partner and the American Cancer Society. How proud are you, Coach, with that number? Well, proud for all the people involved. Uh, and, again, it's a big number. You know, anytime yeah, you can uh, uh, do a million dollars for anything, but especially for such a great cause. Uh, everyone's been touched by cancer. Uh, and, uh, and that number really came about, uh, the net part of it being over a million dollars, when MGM... Scott Sabella, you know, came on board, uh, you know, give us the rooms uh, for three nights. They give us uh, the two parties uh, uh, is a big time is a big time uh, gesture on their part. And uh, and uh, we really appreciate that. You've taken five different teams to the NCAA tournament and your history as a player and a coach goes back. You're a big cornerstone at the NCAA now at the coaching level. How many friends do you reach out from all five of those different spots along the way? Because I'm meeting new people here all Every year, and they're saying, well, I knew Coach back here at Florida. I knew him at UNLV. I now know him at Oklahoma. That must be special to you and your wife. Well, we've done it now for uh, you know, over 35 years. So anytime you do something that long, you're going to meet people along the way. And uh, these are great people in the coaching fraternity. Uh, and, again, not just the event here, but Coaches versus Cancer. There are events all over the country, and coaches all over the country are involved and doing a great job. And, as you know, since 1990, over $110 million uh, raised in the fight against cancer. So coaches uh, have a platform, and, and uh, we talk about pride. Uh, just very proud to see them all take advantage of that platform in such a productive way. Lon Kruger's our guest. You go to the Final Four the year before with your great Oklahoma team, and we have this event. Me and you were on stage last night with Frank Martin, Dana Altman, Roy Williams, who won it all. How special was that, especially with your background, too, to have all those coaches up there who have all had recent success in a sport that's really tough to come back and be consistent? Very, very nice. Uh, you know, all three good friends, and uh, for Roy to do it again, you know, yeah. really happy for him, but uh, and also equally happy for uh, Dana and Frank to go to their first Final Four with very good teams, and uh, two of the premier uh, coaches, uh, Roy, of course, uh, when you, you pop him in there, three of the premier coaches in the country doing a great job, and, uh, and again, choosing, electing to be here a part of this event in the fight against cancer. Lon Kruger's our guest coach. You were an outstanding young baseball player and basketball player. When did you get the coaching bug? Who came to you? Who was your mentor? When did you realize that you wanted to be a coach for the rest of your life? JT didn't think too much about it. You know, I was one of those, uh, you know, uh, of the mindset to grow up uh, as a youngster and, and play baseball, you know, play, uh, you, know, you know, all my life. I didn't think about anything after baseball. Uh, baseball was always a first love. And then, of course, when you get to that point when you – you know, you get cut, you get released, and all of a sudden you got to do something next. And in uh, coaching, you know, kind of felt was the next best thing to it. Uh, of course, uh, having played for Coach Hartman at Kansas State and right. uh, and being involved uh, growing up, my dad, uh, you know, coached all of our little league teams. So kind of around that coaching mentality 
all my life and uh, in, enjoyed, uh, you know, kind of understanding why things happen as much as just seeing them happen. So always enjoyed that part of it. You know, you talk about a dad who coached all your Little League games. That was my dad. He coached every game I ever played as a kid. What about to the me- what message could you give to the parents out there, the single moms, or the parents that are split up that don't have that type of coaching mentor in their life, but they could have a super young athlete that needs that guidance? Where do they go to find that? Well, that's a question and a very important one because, uh, you know, most importantly, young people, you know, hopefully will enjoy the opportunity to play. You know, sometimes early on, uh, you know, if you get going down the wrong path of worrying about uh, that college scholarship or that NBA opportunity, which is all, it happens, but it's very rare. So most importantly, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Get them around people that uh, are going to offer a positive, uh, confidence-promoting type of an attitude uh, so your young people can uh, enjoy playing every day. We know the story of Buddy Heald and how you went out and recruited him. Uh, what's, it, what's it been like recently for you on the recruiting trail? I was talking to your son. I know you have a very young team coming up here, but it seems like you've really done a great job with your staff, really scouring the rest of the country. You look internationally. Coach, is this getting more difficult with the more success that you've been having over the years to find these great players? It, it's a case where uh, it's all about relationships. Yeah. Uh, you know, our coaches have relationships uh, Different people, uh, different parts of the country, different part of the world now. And uh, that's, that's the way recruiting is. Uh, you start identifying young people early on. You start following their progress. Uh, they start following you and, uh, you know, you kind of a weeding out process, if you will. Some eliminate us. We eliminate some and try to get to that point where we can sign, you know, two, three, four young prospects each year. Let's talk about coaches versus cancer because the background we both have in our friendship is growing because we're meeting more cancer survivors. We lose people along the way. But this money really going to the American Cancer Society, what a buttoned-up group of individuals and the amount of money they retain and put it back to research and to the doctors and to try to save lives. That's what really blows me away. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's so critical. Uh, awareness is, is, is huge. Uh, you know, research is is huge uh, treatment of course uh, you know in, increasing the quality of life for the survivors even all those things are happening uh, you know at a rapid you know improvement uh, so so again it, it, it takes dollars uh, there's no question about that but there's so many people on the team you know and uh, especially in the medical profession you know the respect that we have for what they do and in, in gaining progress on this disease uh, we've got to keep uh, doing what we can to help them have the funds to do that Last question, it's 10 years. Take me back to year one, year two, and you're talking to DJ and the individuals who help you behind the scenes here. What was your vision nine, ten years ago when you put this tournament together? It started with uh, just an idea of, hey, we're in Las Vegas. Uh, we've got great weather. Uh, you know, people like coming here. Let's do a golf event. And at, the point, at that point, when we first started talking about it, we didn't even know who we were going to be tied in with. You know, and, and it came uh, through conversation uh, you know, American Cancer Society and Nevada Cancer Institute at that time were kind of uh, coexisting. So we said, let's do it uh, with the two of them and, and maybe, uh, you know, uh, get something you know, positive out of that. So, and uh, then the Nevada Cancer Institute uh, went away a little bit um, in the next couple of years. So then it became American Cancer Society with Coaches versus Cancer. And uh, it's grown every year. And again, we started with 13, 14 foursomes and uh, raised a few dollars that first year, but uh, didn't imagine. You know, 240 again, yeah. golfers today. Yeah, and I mean, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's two special. of the best golf it's courses special. in the world in Southern Highlands great and courses. obviously Shadow Creek. Yeah, great courses, great people. Again, MGM, Shadow Creek, Southern Highlands. Uh, new sponsor this year that was huge in, in Sanford Health. Kelby Krebenhoff yeah. uh, came forward with a title sponsor, put up $250,000 this year, and we'll do again next year. 
and uh, that really got us over the hump with the with the million dollar net. But uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, yeah. uh, you know, just uh, it's a shared ownership uh, venture, and uh, it's a reunion every year, and it's fun to see people come back and enjoy uh, taking on this battle. Coach, I'm humbled to be a part of this because the friendship we made, but everybody you continue to introduce me, it's just an honor to be a part of it. Thanks for including us in Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate all you do. Thanks very much. Thank you, Coach. There he is, Lon Kruger, head coach of Oklahoma, and really thrilled that he brings us here, and we got an unbelievable event tonight. Uh, Tom, as we're here at yes. the Top Golf, thank you, Coach. We appreciate it. We'll talk to a, a couple other uh, coaches along the way, but really impressive because you've been here doing this with me as you're back there for at least four years now, and right. to raise a million dollars now, over the last 24 hours for cancer research. That's a big deal. Well, and as you know, I lost my father to cancer when I was five yes. years old. We lost our boss to cancer, and he was only 49 years old. The gorilla, shout out to the gorilla, yes. who we lost who, uh, much too young uh, to, to, uh, to colon cancer, stomach cancer. No doubt about that. We're thinking about everybody who's fighting cancer and everybody who we lost to cancer, and hopefully all this money goes to the right place because it does with the American Cancer Society. Joe in Pennsylvania, we're talking about LeBron. Are you telling me I'm too hard on LeBron tonight? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you about. What we saw last night was vintage LeBron. He got, he got his other players going. He got Kevin Love established, J.R. Smith hitting threes, and he let Kyrie Irving take over in the end. I mean, the game didn't come out in their favor, but... He got the guys going. He's, they're going to come out hot in, in the NBA Finals. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, if you look at this, I don't think we're being too hard on LeBron for the obvious reasons. We're going to have uh, Marvin Menzies, the head coach of UNLV. He's going to join us coming back next. I'll ask him if we're being too tough on LeBron oh, very James. Good. After, very good. After 16 minutes without a bucket last night in a closeout game. Uh, Tom, I usually yell it louder, but there's a lot of people. Here is the iconic voice. This is a longtime voice of Fox Sports Radio and a man who's holding down the fort. That's right, Dan. And trying to give LeBron fair and valued criticism hey. tonight. Here he is, Tom Looney. JT. Tom when a player has a bad game, it's our job to throw some mud. Effusive, incisive, intuitive conversation with Coach Lon Kruger, powered by True Car, where you can find out what other people in your area have paid for the same car that you like. Save on average over $3,000 off the manufactured suggested retail price, better known by its gangster name, MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new car or a used car, visit TrueCar.com and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. All right, we have two guests coming up next. Uh, Marvin Menzies, head coach of UNLV, and Rick Hamla will join us from NBA TV when we come back next on Fox. Live from Sea to Oily Sea, it's the JT The Brick Show. With Tom Looney on Fox Sports Radio, syndicated throughout the United States of America and Alaska and Hawaii. Shout out Fox Sports Radio 990 on the island of Oahu. We're powered by AutoZone. Your car's needs now come with a reward. With the AutoZone Rewards Program, spend $20 exactly five One, times two, yeah, three, and earn four, a $20 five. reward. Sign up today at AutoZone. All right, I want you to hear Kevin Durant's comments that he backtracked because the playoffs have been all about the blowouts. Uh, Kevin Durant's about to... Uh, finish off San Antonio, I believe, tonight. Listen to Kevin Durant's recent comments. They always want to see a tight game. They want to see a buzzer beater every game. But, you know, 
it's not like that sometimes. And, you know, every year has been um, – you have your years where you have great playoff series, four or five game sevens, and then some years you have what you see this playoffs. But as players, we want to go out there and win as, as by as much as possible um, and play as great as you can. You know, whatever happens, at, you know, with the score, it happens. So really that to the fans who feel upset. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, well, he Jeez. had to backtrack that. But wow. there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that as we bring in Rick Kamla from NBA TV. He also has a sports talk radio host middays on the game in Atlanta. Rick, I thought that was a really good way for Durant to tell us Everybody in the real world who doesn't play the game, what the pros are thinking, but I also thought he was smart to walk it back because he understands their TV partners and partners throughout the NBA. JT and Looney, what's up, man? Always great to be on with you guys. Uh, It's an interesting soundbite. I don't think it's quite as provocative as some of the headlines are making it or, or what some of the pundits are making it, but what he's saying is the NBA rocks. We're having a tough postseason as an NBA. Hang in there with us. And if you want to bail and watch Game of Thrones or The Bachelorette at, or whatever shows are going on, knock yourself out. We can't control that. We're the Warriors. We rock. We're incredible. We're historically great. And we go out uh, you know, looking for blood and, and kicking ass and taking names from the jump. And they're doing it right now. I'm looking at the score. It's 19-7. to 7. They're not messing around. They're not trying to 21-7. to 7. They're not trying to make uh, San Antonio have any hope. They are literally, like, strangling them right now ruthlessly, and that's how they're going to be Cleveland in the next round. They're on this mission, guys. They blew the finals, the 3-1 lead. They are on a mission, and I think they're going to complete it. Rick Hamlin is our guest from NBA TV. Give me some fair criticism of LeBron James last night from the studios of NBA TV and how it reverberated throughout the NBA through the media on when a guy disappears for over 16 minutes in a closeout game, can't get a bucket, and really it's a tight game. I mean, this game was a blowout at one point, and because LeBron's inefficiency, Rick, to score the back with all the minutes he played, is it fair to say he's the sole reason that Boston came back in this game and had a chance to win it and did win the game late. Well, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, LeBron James, it, JT, you make, you make some really good points. J, uh, uh, LeBron having a terrible game, in my opinion, is why a historically bad game, by the way, is why Boston won that game. And I'm not throwing shade, taking anything away. Smart was awesome. Smart was like, oh, no, Isaiah, here we go. I'm jumping in the pool in the deep end. I'm going to hit seven threes and and he was magnificent. Olenek was really good. Bradley with the buzzer beater. And that's a team with heart. That's a team that's never going to give up. So there's that. But the LeBron piece, if LeBron has 28-8-8 last night, the Cavs win, right? And it's 3 nothing. So he had a terrible game. They lost. Uh, he knows that. He's going to come out, I think, with a, with, with a lot of vigor and a lot of fire uh, in game four. And I think it's going to go Cavs and four, Cavs and five. And they're going to move on. This is nothing more than a speed bump. Think about it. As bad as LeBron was, and as terrible of an ending of the game as the Cavs had, it still took, like, the Allen Houston, right, against Miami bleeder by Avery Bradley uh, to finally get that win. Rick Hamlet joins us from NBA TV. So, what, Rick, what you're saying is when LeBron James has a bad game, it's like a bad Van Gogh painting. We're so used to all the excellence over the years. It's kind of, or, or the wart on uh, Lincoln's face. We're really obsessing on it because it's such an anomaly. 
Well, yeah, Looney, I, you know, you're, you're hitting it on the head. Like, and I've, I've been saying this, uh, you know, on the platforms that I have, in terms of you can't crush LeBron James after one terrible game. My God, do not compare this to James Harden's unbelievably epic no-show in a death game. This was not a death game, okay, for either side, but it was the Cavs up to zip, no Isaiah, you're up 21, and LeBron turned off the switch. He flipped off the switch, and we know that LeBron and the Cavaliers have their hand on that switch. So anybody out there listening around the nation, love you. Uh, glad to have this platform in front of you. Please do not compare the, the LeBron bad game last night to the James Harden. I don't feel like playing tonight. Took him from superstar to non-superstar in my eyes, my eyes game in game six. Rick Hamill is our guest. And how do we accurately go after a player? Because we don't have to go after anybody. In sports radio, we can say, hey, LeBron had a bad night. Let's give him a free pass. That's not the nature of the beast. When we see a performance like that and a bad game like that, what does it lead you to believe that's going to happen next? What should we expect from LeBron after you've covered his entire career? Do you expect him to step on the gas and have a monster game and a closeout game in Boston? Yeah, I mean, JT, I do, but I, I got a, a, a great statistic today from, uh, from Kevin Cottrell, a researcher at NBA TV, and I love shouting him out because he does such a great job, about how uh, LeBron James, after he, you know, there have been like just a cluster of really, really bad playoff games for him. The next game for him typically doesn't go that well. He's only one in four. Right. In the five games off, these epic bad games for him, and he's shooting about 41%. So the stats say he's not going to have a great game tonight, but the eye test of what I've seen in these playoffs tells me that he will have a great game tomorrow night. We're wrapping it up with Rick Kamler from NBA TV. So this game tonight, even though Greg Popovich is an unbelievable Hall of Fame head coach, he doesn't have Kawhi Leonard. Uh, This game looks like it'll be a blowout at some point. I expect the Spurs to put up a really good fight. The fact that the Warriors most likely will have off more time than LeBron James now because LeBron James and the Cavaliers losing that game last night is going to cut two days off in their rest compared to the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Is that no big deal? Is that a big deal? Should we even be bringing it up? You know what, JT? I don't think it's a big deal. You should be bringing it up because rest has been such a huge topic in the NBA this year. That's just your journalistic obligation. But in terms of the reality of it, the Cavs swept round one, had a week off. They swept round two, had a week off. They're going to go five games in round three and have almost a week off, right? And LeBron and these guys like take games off here and there during the regular season. Um, so I'm not buying that. Like If the Cavaliers lose game seven at Oracle... I'm not going to be listening to critics who say the Cavs lost that game seven because they lost game three to the Boston Celtics. I just can't give the Cavs that pass. They've had too much rest, Brick. If it was a seven-game first rounder, a seven-game second rounder, you know what I mean? Then I'm listening to it. But, no, they've they've done their job taking care of the rest factor, so I, I can't be listening to that angle right now. Rick Hamill is our guest. Last question. What should we suspect out of Boston without Isaiah Thomas coming off an emotional win like that, now getting the whole city of Boston back believing again? Or does the city of Boston think this thing is over and they're just going to put up a competitive fight at home? Well, the the city of Boston is delusional if they're believing that the Celtics can come back (laughs) and beat the Cavaliers in this series, especially without Isaiah Thomas. Look, we talked about it. LeBron had an epically historically terrible game and Marcus Smart had a historically awesome game and it was a perfect storm 
Uh, you know, the, the switch that we talked about, flicking it on, flicking it off. Trust me, LeBron and the Cavs are going to have that switch fully turned on in Game 4. Let's remember, it is a home game. I don't think they're going dis- to disappoint the Cleveland faithful in Game 4 like they did in Game 3. I got you, buddy. Good talking thanks, to Rick. you. Thanks for everything, Rick. We'll talk JT to you again. JT Looney, thanks, you guys, man. Peace out. Yeah, you got it. So what happens now is by Cleveland losing that game, the series goes back to Boston. And that's what no one expected because it's a short plane ride. We're going to talk to George Carl coming up here in a moment about travel and how to get up from a bad loss and then you having a momentous win, Tom, like they did last night. How does that drive Boston? Can you imagine if Boston can win another game in this series and at least get Cleveland thinking about extending the series out to six games? No one thought of six or seven games after game one and game two. But look at Boston now. They're at least putting a little bit of doubt in the minds of NBA fans that, hey, LeBron's got to show up. After disappearing for 16 minutes in a game like that at home, what will we see from LeBron coming up in well, game Boston four? Boston Celtics were weakened psychologically by those first two games against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Anything you can do for your own good at this level, at the professional level, to strengthen yourself psych- psychologically really gives you a great advantage going into the next matchup. So they, yeah, now they know they can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's not going to be as easy in Game 5. Coming up next from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, one of the greatest coaches of all time. I'm thrilled to talk to George Carl, who's here, helping out coaches versus cancer, the American Cancer Society. He's sitting down right in front of me. We'll talk to the great George Carl coming up next. Here's what's trending. Welcome back. We're live at Top Golf, courtesy of the Coaches versus Cancer 10th Annual Las Vegas Golf Classic. Uh, some of the best coaches in America are walking in right now, and one of the all-time greats, kind enough to join us, George Carl. Coach, great to see you again. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be in Vegas, and it's also great to be a part of American Cancer Society. And, of course, the coaches, the college coaches have done an incredible job of putting this thing together, not only in this city right here. I mean, this is Lon Kruger's baby. But, you know, there's one at University of Connecticut. There's one at Gonzaga University. Coach Williams has one in North Carolina. I've spoke at all of them. Uh, There was one actually in Albany, New York, where I used to coach. and. I mean, this is this is not only here, and this is this is maybe the biggest and best of, of of all the ones because you get to play two great golf courses, hang out at MGM, and they treat you like a king for three days. You know, so it's pretty cool. Tell us about your relationship with Roy Williams and your alma mater, and how happy you are, especially this redemption tour that they got it done. I thought it was absolutely, you know, it was magnificent from the standpoint you're a Tar Heel, but but it had karma to it. And not only, not only did they have karma for what they, they lost last year, but the karma of Coach Smith and Coach Guthrie's dying in the last 15 months, 16 months. And, you know, there's not a day that most Carolina alumni guys don't think about Coach Smith and Coach Guthrie, I think almost on a daily basis. Uh, that's how meaningful they are in our lives. You know, I think so many of the players under Coach Smith have said he's a second father. But, it's, you know, that was, a, that was a hard thing to take. You know, in a, a short period of time, we lost two of our guys that we, we just absolutely loved. And then the karma of, of, of the situation of coming back and, 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 and having a redemption tour, as you kind of say it. But I just think also the NCAA stuff, hanging over the program for way too long and so many other things. It just seemed that karma was, it was great. And I, I say all the time now, it's great to have Carolina back on top. Coach, take us back to your great playing career and when you thought about coaching. Because when you were playing so high at your level, I asked this to Coach Kruger early. 
when did it jump into your mind that not only did you have the coaching bug, but you were going to do this for your entire career and make such a Hall of Fame career out of it? I never, th- I never thought I'd be in it my whole life, but I thought I wanted to try it. And I learned that I had, I had back surgery my freshman year in college. You know, back surgery doesn't happen very much anymore. But for some reason, I, you know, we, I had a, a slipped disc, and they, at that time, the people at Chapel Hill wanted to take out the disc. And so I missed my freshman year. But what I did is I spent time with the coaches, especially Bill Guthridge, in the film room and, and saw how they dissected the game and saw how they charted the game, saw how, you know, just kind of the intricacies that a freshman in high school does. I mean, I mean, a senior who comes in and is a freshman in college, they have no idea how complicated, no, well, not complicated, I hate to say complicated, but how detailed this game is. And, uh, and that's where I said, hey. And then, I, you know, Coach Smith switched me from a scoring guard into a point guard. And that was a unique experience where – told a lot that I couldn't shoot <laughs> so uh but the whole thing comes down to you know it was you know you learn a lot of things at Carolina but you also you know you learn team basketball at Carolina as much as anything George Carl is our guest coach all night we're talking about LeBron's game last night where he didn't score for the last 16 and a half minutes and everybody is criticizing and slotting him and we looked up Michael Jordan's worst <laughs> three performances in the history of his postseason career and one that jumps out is a game that you were involved with, 96 NBA Finals Game 6, Supersonics Bulls. He was 5 of 19, ended up with 22 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, and 5 turnovers. That game is considered one of Michael Jordan's worst three postseason games. What was it like not only to coach against him at that time, but then did you hear criticism or not when he had an off night? I don't think we had that much scrutiny back then. Yeah. You know, I, I think we accepted that playing an excellent game every night is impossible to do in our game. And uh, I think, the, you know, again, the, 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 the power of the media has grown and with Internet and blogs and talk radio and ESPN and so many other things. That there's just a lot of, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, there's this magnifying glass on the failure much more than on the success. And uh, I don't think it's really good for our sport. I don't think it's really good for our society. But that's where we're at right now. And, uh, you know, I mean, LeBron's been fine. I mean, and everybody's talking about, the, well, they're going to lose two days rest. They're getting plenty of rest. They have, in fact, they might not be playing enough games right now. Interesting. You know? oh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Golden, St- Golden State is actually playing pretty well offensively. But Cleveland has a little bit of inconsistency. And what they surprised me is how well they're playing defensively. They didn't play well last night defensively, but I think Cleveland's fine. It'll probably be five. It might be six. And there's a value to time off, especially if you're injured or maybe especially if you're an old team. I don't think either one of these teams right now are fatigued. Now, you know, a tough series could fatigue them. But that's, you know, 48 hours is plenty of time to get your body ready. And I'm kind of one that believes that a little bit of activity is always good for you. Coach, Go ahead, Tom. Coach George Carl, former NBA coach, joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Tom Looney back in Los Angeles. Thanks, Coach, for all the work you do, Coaches versus Cancer. We lost our boss. He was only 49 from cancer. My dad died at 31 from cancer, so we appreciate wow. all the work that you're doing. So as a player, you're with the Spurs. As a coach, Spurs, Nuggets, Cavaliers, Warriors, Sonics, Bucks, which t- and Kings, which team, or is there a team over the years that has the biggest corner of your heart? You know, what's really funny about it, probably the, the corner of my heart is probably in Denver. You know, I wow, mean, okay. I haven't, 
I had a lot of chapters in Denver. We went there. I came in in the middle of the season. They were under 500. We took them to the playoffs. I think we were like, like 32 and 8 in the last 40 games of the season. It was a ball. And we connected. And that lasted for a couple of years. And then uh, we had the AI trade, the Allen Iverson trade. And that lasted a couple of years. And it kind of didn't get to where, you know, we made the playoffs every year, but we always got beat in the first round. And then we made the Chauncey Billups trade. And then. Then we made the mellow trade. So over an eight-year period of time, you probably had four different type of personalities and chapters. And we kind of made them all work. You know, and everybody was surprised at the end when we traded mellow that we actually played as well or better. Uh, and I, I, that, that team, that, that last year, that last team in Denver was probably the most fun I've ever coached, had in coaching, the most connected I had in coaching. And and we were, we were pretty damn good with not even one guy to – you know, he had a chance to make an all-star. Now, you would have gone to the finals if it wasn't for Trevor Reese and a couple steals against my Lakers. You Sideline out of bounds. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Coach, also you went through your health battle at that time. And what did you learn about that community, the doctors surrounding you, all the people who came to support you at that time? I remember seeing you one night after a game, and we talked uh, before a press conference that you had there, and I was really concerned about your health at that time, and I was blown away when I saw you a year or two later after your fight, and you're always in a fight, how you came through it. Who gets the credit for that? Well, I think every, every cancer patient has a cancer angel, and that was my partner, Kim Vandre, and, and, you know, for at least a year, you know, she has so much many more responsibilities of taking care of you, taking care of the house, taking care of the family and, and all that stuff. But basically, cancer is a journey. It's a journey. Sometimes it lasts six months. Sometimes it lasts two or three years. Sometimes it lasts six years. And, you know, and uh, you have to have people holding your hand. You have to help have people pick you up. Fortunately, I had, you know, I have a great family that's older and, 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 and came back and, and spent a lot of time holding my hand. Uh, but everybody has an angel, you know, whoever that is, a spouse, their brother, their sister. So everybody has a, someone, an angel that you really need in your life. You know, when I was asked to be a chemo partner and someone to help someone out along the way, it had the biggest effect on my life, arguably, than my dad, my wife, and kids because I went on a journey with someone. He ended up losing that journey. But what I learned about courage and faith and other people and the other people who come together i think it's life altering i'm happy you brought that up coach because i think the caretakers and the caregivers and the people behind the scenes who sacrifice a portion of their life really deserve some credit along the way and that's where i think the american cancer society is doing a great job being a mentor and a ambassador for you know there's you know, first of all, we should have a better program to prevent cancer, to, to teach people at a young age what might cause cancer. I mean, I don't even know if people could give you a definition of what cancer is, and, and, and there are so many of them now. I can't remember all the long names of sure. them and stuff like that. But the uh, American Cancer Society is a great advocate for the patient, but I think so much the caregivers don't get a, a, a lot of credit, a lot of love, and they deserve more love and more attention. And we need to get better programs for the caregivers and be proactive to prevent. And then when, when people get done with their, their treatment and they're looking pretty good, there's a high level of depression. There's a high level of insecurity, of lack of confidence. Yeah. That sometimes is needed. You know, like uh, I'm, I'm associated with an organization in Colorado, we, we take people up in the mountains and, and go for a weekend retreat and talk about having cancer and how we're feeling and, 
and where our head is. Because once you necessarily clear, getting your feet back on, your, on the ground and getting your confidence back, getting your security back, it takes a little bit. It takes a little bit of time. Wrapping it up with George Carl, the legendary coach. Finally, you mentioned Iverson, Chauncey, Mello. I didn't get to boogie. All the players, give me your all-time top five. But there's a caveat to that. Your all-time five starters that you've ever coached. Now, it could be talent. It could be heart. It could be wins. You've coached some of the greatest players of the era that you yeah. coached in. Give me your all-time top five. I would probably say, ooh, that'd be tough. <laughs> the point guards, I mean, I was, I've been blessed with you good point been. guards. And so if you had to make me pick between Chauncey and Gary Payton, wow, that's a tough one. And uh, I would probably go with Gary. You know, I, you know Gary's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Chauncey will be a Hall of Famer. But it'd be very, very close. Chauncey's a totally di- they're totally different players, but they're both big-time winners. Uh, Ray Allen at two. Uh, let me see center position. <laughs> <laughs> now it gets good. So your backcourt is Gary Payton, which is unbelievable, and Ray Allen. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'd say, you know, it would be a ton. I mean, I'd like to give you eight guys because yeah. I give you Carmelo as a starter and Detlef Shrimp as a backup. I give you Andre, I want Andre Miller on my basketball team badly. I mean, I want him to be on my bench as much as anybody. And the big guys, you know, um, I'd probably say Sam Perkins. Wow. <laughs> the hell of a player. And I'd probably have to give it to Cuz. Even though he drove me crazy, he is an extremely talented basketball player. I that, mean, the man is, is blessed with – I mean, I, I've never seen a big guy that talented, that skilled. And you're – as we got to wrap this up here in about 30 seconds, you're confident that DeMarcus Cousins' career will come – because I don't know if that's going to work in New Orleans or not, especially with Anthony Davis, similar players. Where do you see him three or four years from now if a coach can get to him and he really gets it? I think it's going to take him getting on a team that has some peer pressure that makes him play the right way. I, don't, I, th- I think right now that – you know he'll mature, he'll get better. But the guy, like a guy, like a, a guy like Chauncey Billups, and when yeah. Chauncey Billups was in the prime, he would he would he would clean it up. He, he would clean he'd it get up. it fixed. He get it fixed. Coach, thanks for everything thanks, you did Coach. for us. We're gonna have a great night tonight. We really appreciate it. Bless you, man. You got it. There he is, George Carl, and great to have him on as we're live from Top Golf, and we'll continue with our coverage of the 10th annual Coaches versus Cancer Las Vegas Golf Classic. You're listening to Fox. So, JT The Brick Show with Tom Looney on Fox Sports Radio. Great to have you. We know you have a plethora of choices. Thank you for choosing FSR. We're powered by True Car, where you can find out what other people who live near you paid for the same car that you like and save on average over $3,000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or a used car, visit True Car, and it really will give you a more confident car buying experience. Hope everybody enjoyed our conversation with George Carl, a cancer survivor as we're here at Coaches Versus Cancer, benefiting the American Cancer Society. We've netted $1 million at this event over the last two nights, and tonight we're at Top Golf in Vegas. Big crowd going to be here, really thrilled they let me host the show from here on a special night. Let's get out to good news, bad news, and maybe oh, fake good. news. 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 Time for good news, bad news, fake news. Uh, bad news for Indy 500 poll winner Scott bad Dixon. News. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, this is a reminder to the citizens of Indianapolis and our entire country in general. Remember how I always say, JT, uh, next time you pull into a fast food restaurant, they have two tacos for 99 cents. Never eat a meal or never eat meat that's cheaper than gum. Well, Indy 500 pole winner Scott Dixon robbed at gunpoint with his wife at a Taco Bell in Indianapolis, Indiana. And so uh, that's what one that's one of the many things that could happen when you pull into a fast so food joint. So let me let me double yes. check here. Are you more more concerned about the particular neighborhood in Indiana that I might not know anything about? Are you more concerned about the quality of meat that is served for burritos and tacos, or just the fact that he shouldn't have been out doing that at that stage of night? He should have had room service. He's a multimillionaire. Should have been somewhere else. What not, are you suggesting? No, not, nothing about the neighborhood. Crime is lower in America than it's ever been with it, except for Chicago. Everywhere else in the last 20 years, 25 years, the crime rate has been really plunging in the United States of America. No, go to go whatever fast food. You have the freedom to go to whatever fast food restaurant you'd like. But when you're a professional athlete, maybe you should maybe pay attention to what you're putting in your body, A, or just a human being. You're at coaches versus cancer. We should, one of the ways we get cancer is not paying attention to what we put into our body. So we should probably avoid... Buying any meat that's cheaper than gum, which is what he was trying to do. He could have been at St. Elmo's Steakhouse, where he would have known he was eating fresh food. Took you a long time to get around to that St. Elmo's Elmo's (laughs) shrimp cocktail that's the size of your forearm in your fist. We ivory tower people can never mention Indianapolis without mentioning St. Elmo's, can we? Uh, How about some fake news, you know? Every time we talk about Tim Tebow, it's pretty much fake news, right? Uh, So anyway, as you know, JT, this show, this country, this planet, it's an affirmative action program for Tim Tebow. We think we should be allowed, you know, he thinks he should be allowed to do whatever he wants, uh, whether or not he's qualified. Tim in his first home run in his last six weeks for the Columbus Fireflies of Mets Farm Club. Mets are so excited they might promote him to high class A pretty soon. Why? Socialism. Mets want to spread the wealth around. The, Colum- the Columbus, Columbia Fireflies make an additional $44,000 any night Tim Tebow plays. And the Mets aren't getting any of that money. If he fails, I mean, if he fails upwards, a- he, they can promote him to Class A Port St. Lucie. The Mets can stick a fork in that $44,000 because they own Port St. Lucie. Yeah, I need clarification yes. from a baseball minor league lifer on the difference between high A ball, double A ball, and triple A ball. Because okay. I'm trying to find Tim Tebow a path to you get are. to Major League Baseball. I'm trying to find him a path to get to Las Vegas, to the Las Vegas 51s, Tom, the triple A affiliate oh, yeah. of the Mets, so he could play in my backyard. He's batting 230. If he gets up to 235, maybe he'll be there in <laughs> Vegas. On good news for those of us who have good to news. deal with you. Yankees are back in first place. They won last night. Orioles lost. Thank New York you. reclaims first place. The American League East moving one half game up on the Baltimore the right Orioles. Again. Yes, the world is right. It all comes back to the Yankees. And that is what we call good news, bad news, fake news. Welcome back to the show. We're live from Top Golf in Las Vegas. Courtesy of Coaches versus Cancer, it's the 10th annual Coaches versus Cancer Las Vegas Golf Classic, led by Lon Kruger, the head coach of Oklahoma. We'll talk to Dana Altman, the head coach of Oregon, coming up here in about 20 minutes. The head coach of UNLV, 
Marvin Menzies kind enough to join us. And, Coach, right in your backyard, a big event like this. Thanks for being a part of it. Oh, my pleasure. You know, Dana said it uh, well last night. He said, you know, once you work for Coach Kruger, you always work for Coach Kruger. So, you know, he asked, we come. That's, that's just how it rolls. Last night was a special night. You got to kick off the program. You threw it over to me. And then we got a chance to watch Roy Williams come up there along with Dana and Frank Martin, who all went to the Final Four. You've had a tremendous young track record in your career. What did you take away from last night watching Roy Williams handle that room coming off a national championship? You know, he's the ultimate professional in all, in all regards. You know, he's just a, a really, really good guy. He's the kind of guy that an assistant coach can sit next to on the road recruiting and feel comfortable, you know, not, not uh, intimidated because of his, his uh, status. So he's always been very, very genuine. And so to watch him... Um, I guess, for lack of a better word, perform in front of a room like that is, is you, you always can pick up stuff from people and learn. And it, I think as long as you just be yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you if you if you try to be somebody else or try to be who you think the people want you to be, you're gonna you're gonna falter at some point. Take me through a chapter in your career. I'm looking at your bio here, and you're with San Diego State as an assistant. Then you go to USC in 2003 to 04. Then UNLV as an assistant. Then Louisville before your big run at New Mexico State. What was it like grinding as an assistant for those great coaches along the way, dreaming about becoming a head coach at a higher level, and now you have this big gig at UNLV? You know, you know JT, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the difference between, my, I, I, between me and a lot of other head coaches. This was never my dream. Uh, I enjoyed the, the grind, not necessarily the climb. Um, I was just into the job I had, not to sound too, you know, clichéish, but I really was. I mean, I was at a high school for eight years at Hamilton High in Los Angeles, and then I'm at Santa Monica College for eight years. I'm not trying to get to the head coach at UNLV. It's not like in my plans. I probably would have done a lot more, you know, uh, uh, kissing up and clinics yeah, and yeah, sending note cards and emails. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have got here a lot quicker. But, no, I just – I've always been about the kids. It's always been kind of the giving back philosophy is uh, – kind of motivated me you know came came from a house of educators and that's that just was my my gift and my you know my drive marvin menzies is our guest now that you're recruiting again you're trying to turn around what happened last year you got a big time recruit coming in how is your vision of off-season workouts and preparation and the grind? Because we remember UNLV under Tark being an up-tempo team, but they had some brilliant defensive teams led by Stacey Aukman. What do you want the blueprint of your team to be over the next two to three seasons? Well, I can tell you that the blueprint that I learned the most uh, relative to what I think this town will appreciate is when I was at Louisville with Coach Patino, and, and you talked about defense and, and so many of those uh, points from the, the 90 championship team here came from the defensive yeah, side of absolutely. the ball. And I think that's kind of an underlying toe for ourselves and our staff is to develop the defensive mentality and attitude. We're really making teams uncomfortable and doing the, the right things using our athleticism, our length. You referenced Brandon McCoy, who we locked up. And one of the quotes he made, and it was unscripted by me, is that one of his goals is, is to be the defensive player of the year in the Mountain West Conference. So it, it all just goes in line wow. with what our goals are. Coach, I want to ask you about goal visualization. And you look, we're talking tonight about LeBron having a bad night. Right. He didn't score for 16 and a half minutes, no points. He's never had a performance like that. He's had bad games, but never a stretch like that. What is it like for you when you're recruiting young men who want to be NBA players? Right. And you say, whoa, whoa, 
step on the brakes for a second. Prove yourself in college. Play in a Mountain West championship. Decide to stay another year. What is that like when you're talking to a young man who has dreams of being an NBA star? You know, I'm very candid, uh, sometimes to a fault, you know, in my recruiting. I I think that, uh, you know, the old saying of honesty is the best policy. I tell them how I feel. And if it doesn't sync up with, with, with their goals and their perspective of, their journey in college, and if they're coming in with one foot out the door, then UNLV is not going to be the place for them. They've got to come here with the disposition. They want to win here, and they want to be here until I tell them it's time to go, and I will know when it's time to go. Uh, you know, I've been doing this 36 years. I've got yeah. a lot of deep-grained uh, uh, relationships with, with guys at the, at the next level. You know, I've coached some of the NBA coaches. I've, you know, longtime friends with, with uh, GMs and owners, so I, I can get the information that I need that's relevant to give them the proper advice of when it's time to go. We're wrapping it up with the head coach of UNLV, Marvin Menzies. Finally, this event, Lon Kruger started it, but now you're the face of UNLV basketball as a head coach in town. What are you looking to do, not only with coaches versus cancer, but to have your imprint not only on cancer research, but other charities that you might have that are different to this, so you really spread the word in this city and make a difference? Well, I think it's the chair, it's the seat of the head basketball coach at UNLV. It's not necessarily Marvin Menzies as much as it is the, the chair that I sit in. It's a platform that I can use to um, cultivate relationships, to, to garner resources, to uh, contribute to the types of foundations and, and charities that I think are, you know, special. And obviously, Coaches versus Cancer is, is, is one of those charities. You know, you look at Sanford Health. Uh, joining us this year with a uh, significant support and and some of the uh, the ongoing supporters who come back year and year after uh, you know from MGM uh, sure you know Scott Sabella and all those guys that you've heard their name a thousand times but that truly is uh, the part that I think being here in Las Vegas I can do a great job and kind of take take a little bit off a of coach you know God bless him he's been grinding for ten years now he has been finally Warriors should close out the Spurs tonight LeBron had a hiccup let's assume it's LeBron. Versus the Warriors, who do you got in the NBA Finals? LeBron. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> very, very. That's an easy one. I think. Are you, I think it's an easy one. Easy. What are you talking about? I, I still think he's the best player to play the game of all time, and I think he's gonna prove it in the Finals. And you could quote me on this. I, no, I'm, 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 I'm looking <laughs> at you now across this table as we're wrapping this up. I can do another hour on this. Yeah. So you believe that the 73 win Warrior team, LeBron beat. Now he has an opportunity to come back and beat the 73-win team with the addition of Durant. They just got beat by Boston last night. Right. The Warriors haven't even had a hiccup. How why. can they beat the Warriors and why? Well, you're looking at a different set of games where you talk about the finals. The finals themselves uh, are, are totally separate than any playoff game that gets into the finals. Okay, So you're looking at a winner. That's what LeBron is. He's a winner. Yeah. Did he lose a game? Yeah. Name one winner that hasn't lost. Absolutely. Uh, that hasn't had a bad stretch. I mean, please. The, the, the man is, uh, I think, in my opinion, he's the best of all time. So, for fun, you'd have him better than Jordan right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love Jordan. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think. I love I think it could, Listen, he's still on the journey, man, and, he, and we're doing the comparisons. It's not even like he's done. And so what does he have left in front of him? Mike's done. Mike can't do anything to improve whatever he's won and whatever he's done. Watch. 
Watch the king, brother. <laughs> this is incredible. Coach, thanks for your time, and I'm holding you to the record. Now, if he wins and he does it, because can, I can't bet because the NCAA. Same here. Same but, here. But, I I tell you what, but I tell you what, we can have a gentleman's bet, okay, for 100 push-ups. Or, or for lunch or whatever you want to do. We'll do that right now. Well, let's you do, and me, JT, Let's baby. do 50 push-ups and lunch at Piero's <laughs> or somewhere in you town. You got it, brother. Thank you, Coach. All Appreciate right, everything Good to you be do. Here. There he is, Marvin Menzies joining us, head coach of UNLV. And, Tom, not only is he a great guy and he's helping out Coach Kruger and he has a team here, but how about that? The look that he gave me across the table, no problem. LeBron James has got this. Easy. No problem. Well, I use the word easy as well. So it's yeah, great yeah. to hear his journey, too, about – how long he coached Hamilton High School in Los Angeles, where Warren Moon uh, went, and then Santa Monica, which is a two-year college uh, in, in Los Angeles. It's, it's, it's fascinating, his career trajectory in a, in a very competitive universe where he wasn't even trying to get where he is. Well, you know, I live in Vegas, and it's important to me to know the coaches and recently, you know, I got to know Lon Kruger well. Mm-hmm. Then Dave Rice got the job. Then Marvin Menzies has taken over. So I got kids who go to high school here in town. We want to go to UNLV games and watch this team win. But, Tom, it'll never be. I don't want to say never with Coach Menzies because hopefully he can get this team back on track. But they're all looking at the shadows of the shark, Tark the shark. And in this town, Tom, I'm looking out at Top Golf. I'm looking at the Vegas Strip. There will never be another Tark the shark and the impact that he had and the players that he had here and those epic battles. So if you're going to coach in this town, you gotta, you got to live up to that standard, and that's very difficult to do with coaches in any sport when you're coaching in a city where there once was a legend and fans have those expectations. Sometimes you can't live up to the hype of a Tark or a Rick Pitino or you know someone great who's been there in the past, John Wooden at UCLA. But coaches take these jobs, they make millions of dollars, and they try to mold young men into becoming leaders in the community. And that's what I love about Amazing meeting all how these many coaches. Shark references we've had already on the show tonight. Yes, we have. Uh, just a couple hours in, we, we talked about LeBron James coming back like a shark with a vengeance in the next game and Tark the Shark as well. Well, I want to give you a round of applause because a lot of radio shows today took the easy way out and did that story about the sea lion that grabbed the girl in the water. And I listened to about six sports radio shows today in the car. They all did like 40 minutes on a sea lion grabbing a girl. But I know you care more about the NBA finals coming up. Well, because she was fine. She she dipped down in the water. Some guy jumped down and, and grabbed her. So it wasn't news. It was an interesting video. But it wasn't news, and there's a lot of that these oh, days. Oh, dude, you should take over as a news consultant for what you know. Oh, Coming yes. up next, <laughs> yeah, weather in the news. I can do a chapter uh, yeah, on that Yeah, two parents who are high falling asleep in a car. It's not news. It's an interesting <laughs> video, but it's not news. This spicy, tangy, zesty portion of the JT The Brick Show is powered by AutoZone, home of Duralast Batteries, the one and only home of Duralast Batteries. Get them at AutoZone. All right, the debate has been raging on who's the best player going into the NBA draft. It's either Markel, Markel folks who played at Washington for a quick cup of coffee, yeah. or it's the great Lonzo Ball. Dana Altman beat them both. He went to the Final Four as the head coach of Oregon. He's going to join us here in the next half hour of the show, and we'll get back to what's happening in this game tonight as the Warriors are looking to close out the Spurs, and the Predators are looking forward to advancing to the Stanley Cup final. We got a busy night tonight. We're in Las Vegas at Top Golf. Go Google Top Golf and see the view. Matter of fact, I'm going to take a picture right now 
right now live on Twitter at JT the Brick. Go follow me at JT the Brick. I'm going to tweet the picture here in 30 seconds, and you can look at what I'm looking at right now. This is Fox. That is the sound of the Anaheim Ducks hockey horn. We got a Ducks goal. Predators in front of the Ducks. 3-2, 14 minutes left in the third period of the NHL's Western Conference Finals happening in Nashville, Tennessee. Predators lead that series three games to two. JT the Brick Show with Tom Looney on Fox Sports Radio, powered by GEICO. What does it mean when GEICO says 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on your car insurance? It means you probably should have skedaddled to GEICO.com about 15 minutes ago. Thank you, Tom. Dana Altman is kind enough to join us, the head coach of Oregon. And, Coach, thanks for coming on. And first off, I was at the Pac-12 tournament. I went to the Final Four, and over those couple of weeks, thanks for everything. That was one heck of an entertaining run. How do you come down from that? Well, it's uh, pretty tough. Uh, the one-point loss to North Carolina still stings, yes. and I, it will for a long time just because you relive every possession of the game, offensively and defensively. But what a thrill for our, our fans, uh, our players, our coaching staff. Uh, you know, it was a great run. Uh, we lost Chris Boucher in the tournament. You mentioned the, the tournament here in Vegas. And, and JT, what, what a big lift for the Pac-12 it's been to move to Vegas. Yeah. Um, my first two years at Oregon, we were in L.A. and the crowds were dead. It was so expensive to go there and, you know, for families and uh, travel. And, and to come to Vegas is a lot more reasonably priced for our fans because uh, they can stay at a... Uh, a lower priced hotel or they can stay at the higher end you know there's decisions to be made there that economically people can afford to come and and if your team gets beat there's things to do for a couple days so uh, Vegas has been great for a tournament Uh, we had the largest attended tournament this year across country Uh, it was incredible I mean the the move and what MGM's done and now with the MGM Grand T-Mobile putting on big events it's a really a basketball hotbed Coach, when did you sense that you could turn Oregon with with the raving great fans of football and plug into that energy and get those same fans to bring that energy to your basketball games? You know, I thought we could do it right away. Um, You know, it's one of the reasons I went there. I thought we could build something special and 16 great years at Creighton. And, um, you know, I was just kind of needing a change at 52 and and Oregon presented a big challenge and uh, it's been great. we we got things headed in the right direction. It's going to be our job to maintain it now, and we've, we've got some good young talent coming in. Dana Altman is our guest. You don't have challenges being tucked away where you are. If you want to go recruit a kid in Florida or in New York on the East Coast, you really have with the program the resources to go out and try to re- recruit those kids. Talk about what's how you're winning these recruiting battles now on the West Coast against USC, UCLA, some of the power schools in the past that used to have the advantage over Oregon. Well, Arizona and, and UCLA have great tradition, yes. you know, and, and it is still tough to beat them. However, we have won some recruiting battles. Really excited about Troy Brown coming from Vegas uh, to play for us. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing better on the recruiting trail. Uh, we've had to develop our guys. Our guys are not, have not been one and dones, but we're getting closer to that. You know, Troy's got an excellent opportunity to possibly be a one and done, but uh, you know, our guys have been there for two or three years. Jordan Bell and, and Dylan Brooks left early after three years. Uh, Tyler Dorsey left after two. So our talent base is getting better and better. But we've had guys that want to play together, work together. We've been very fortunate. 
Dana Altman's our guest. Let's switch over to the NBA. And we were paying attention last night. We were working together at Coaches versus Cancer. But LeBron didn't score in over 16 minutes. Boston came back. What's it like coaching a team when it looks like you're out of it and there's still something to play for, but you're probably not going to get over that hump? How much credit do you give to Boston last night in a game where nobody had them? Biggest underdog in playoff history in 20 years in Vegas, and they win that game. Well, you know, for them to come back from 20-some down in the third quarter and uh, made a great run there toward the end of the third quarter, got themselves back in it, and then the fourth quarter were able to finish it. Uh, a great run by Boston, especially after getting blown out in the first two oh, games. That I was mean, unreal. Hey, you know, I was going to watch it um, Sat or Friday night, and uh, uh, I get done at a speaking engagement in Texas, and I look at my phone, and it was eighty to forty-one. And I, you know, I'm like, well, that game's over. I'm right. not going to watch that. So, uh, no, for them to come back and compete like they did uh, in Cleveland, you know, they lost those two games at home in Boston, and then to go to Cleveland and do that. Uh, you got to give them a lot of credit to bounce back like that. Wrapping it up with Dana Altman, head coach of Oregon. Coach, finally, coaches versus cancer. Now this has become a monster event. You've been at every one. Now a million dollars net. Lon Kruger brings you up as one of his cornerstone coaches. You're spreading the word and help bringing other coaches. What does this event mean to you after 10 years? Well, it's it's phenomenal the way it's grown uh, yeah. i can remember these parties on on monday night we used to have them at coach coach kruger's house right. you know because you know we didn't have that many people and and barb and and lon would open up their home and and all of us would go over there and uh now it's just grown so big we've got three teams from oregon down which you know we we started with one and then we had two for the last couple of years and now we've, we've got three teams you know and it's it grows at our on our campus in oregon because the guys all have a great time and Lon's such a good host uh, you know he remembers all the guys and they all feel a part of it and uh, it's it's grown but the people of Vegas have been unbelievable to us the MGM uh, your show everybody treats us so well and so the coaches want to come back you know coach Williams Roy has been here year after year now and and uh, Frank Martin and, and the coaches when they come one time they all want to come back so uh, I think this thing will continue to grow. We got the big sponsorship this year uh, from the medical company. And, and if we can continue to get sponsors and teams continue to come, uh, this could be even a bigger event. And I know that's what Coach Kruger wants to build it, even even better than what it is right now. Well, one of our legendary callers, I have callers who are famous, and I was a famous caller back in the day, is Trigger. And he's a big Ducks fan. And I'm telling him, next year, you better be here with the foursome, and if you don't, I want a big donation out of them. <laughs> Coach, thank you for everything, and especially coming out and sitting down with us. We no, appreciate, I appreciate it. appreciate it. Dana Altman, what a run that he had last year, and how good, Tom, that Oregon team. Oh, in- incredible. And uh, right now, 11 as the third quarter gets underway. Could we call this a blowout alert, JT? Not sure yet if we can. Golden State Warriors in front of the San Antonio Spurs, 68-51 as the third quarter begins. Yeah, I was just saying Dana Altman had such a nice run there. And the first thing he says as he sits down with me uh, before he comes on and puts the headset and he goes, I'm still suffering from that one-point loss to Coach Williams. (laughs) And the fact that he lost a game by one point to the eventual national champion I mean, Tom, that stays with college coaches because you don't know if you're ever going to get back to the Final Four. You don't know if you're going to have an unbelievable run. Some of the best teams in America 
don't win once they get to the tournament. It's so difficult to do it. I hope Oregon goes back again, Looney, because they have a big-time program now for both football and basketball, and those football fans and basketball fans have had their hearts ripped out from Chip Kelly, from those great Duck football teams, and now Dana's team came really close. I hope they kick the door in and get a championship. It's under review, but that looks like a Ducks goal. Ducks goal. They put up two goals in the third period and now we're tied 3-3 with the Ducks and Predators game six of the Western Conference Finals in Nashville. Predators lead the series three games to two. Have we been too hard, Tom? I've been looking at Twitter. I don't have my Twitter tweet deck up here, but are we oh, getting good. too oh, much? Oh, that's good. It's always good when you don't have your tweet deck <laughs> up in front of you. Well, you know, you would think people would be nice to me because I'm donating my time to a charity. So my, the tweets would be a oh. lot kinder and gentler at JT the Brick than they would be on a typical night yes, they, when, I'm trying to, when I'm trying to go after someone like LeBron James. I knew you were tempted to hear me go after LeBron hard after that, but again, I've been muted, uh, muted neutered. LeBron James has <laughs> silenced me after he won. But, you know, Marvin Menzies and a lot of these other coaches off the record think that LeBron James really has an opportunity to win a championship. I'm watching the Warrior game tonight. The Warriors, Tom, look like they are in championship form. We don't have NBA Finals basketball until June. Look at your watch. Look at your calendar. If the Warriors win tonight, we're not talking about a Warriors game until June. What will that do to the fresh legs for Kevin Durant and Steph Curry? Not bad since it's Monday, May 22nd. Golden State in front, 71-56, 9-56 left in the third quarter. Up on my tweet deck, I see right now, just so you know, day two is JT the Brick does more do-gooder work with Coaches versus Cancer live from Top Golf Las Vegas. I tweeted that out a short time ago, and I, I, I included a great pick. That's a that's a hell of a podium they gave you. That Coaches versus Cancer podium that you're speaking in front of. Yeah, that was nice. From it's last tenth, night. Just, oh my yeah, it's, god! Yeah, it's a really nice setup that they have here. Uh, we got Trigger on hold. He heard he's got such an ego. Oh he heard the head god. coach of Oregon. His ears were burning. Look me in the eye. My, the head coach of Oregon now wants to hang out with Trigger, who's the biggest Duck fan in the history of this broadcast. Hello, Trigger. Absolutely, gentlemen. Hey, good job there this weekend. JT Looney, I love it. Dan Altman, unbelievable. What a stuff that guy is. Absolute class act, JT and Looney. And you know what? We came very close. Final four, and guess what? This Oregon Ducks basketball team is on a roll. Look at our recruiting class. Oh, it happens to be top five, top ten in the nation. This happens to be, right? So, guys, we are not done. We will go back to that Final Four. I've said this for the last five or I've said this since we lost the national championship to Ohio State. Basketball with my Oregon Ducks will win it before football does. But look out for Willie Taggart and company. They're recruiting, guys. It's all about recruiting, recruiting, and recruiting. Hard to recruit Oregon. Yeah, right. Our facilities and Nike money, not that hard. Take care, boys. Yeah, he's right about that, Tom. Right. And you got Phil Knight behind you, and he's sitting there as the owner of Oregon, the owner of a college, and has that much money. You should be able to recruit good coaches, diehard fans, and hopefully kick the door in and win a national championship every few years. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, you won't believe the spy novel thriller type of week that OC, OKC Thunder Center uh, Enos Kanter had. Wait till you believe and hear these details coming up next after what's trending. JT and Looney, we're at Top Golf in Vegas for Coaches versus Cancer. The big Lon Kruger golf tournament tonight. So we got a couple of big things we got to get into right now. We'll get a live update on what's happening 
with this game. And, Tom, for the Warriors, and you're keeping an eye not only on hockey, but you're keeping an eye on the NBA tonight. So we have an opportunity for a huge moment tonight in Nashville for the Predators, but they've been in a struggle tonight. This has been a hell of a battle against the Ducks of Anaheim. Yeah, they went up uh, 2-1, to and then eventually uh, it was 3-1, to but the Ducks have got up off the canvas. To use a sweet science term, got up off the ice, and now the Ducks with two late goals in the third period, 8.49 left. 3 threes the score. So big news uh, on this Enos Kanter story. He's back in the United States after being detained at a Romanian airport when the Turkish government canceled his passport. And Kanter said that the cancellation was because of how outspoken his political beliefs, Tom, were against the president of Turkey. He revealed that the only reason... He was in Romania was because he was escaping police officers in Indonesia that the Turkish government had sent after him. Once he escaped the country, he eventually found his way to Romania where his passport was canceled. Kanner held the press conference to tell his story. It's really out of a spy novel. And, Looney, the moral of the story is the NBA was on high alert to help him with his paperwork so they could get him out to safe harbor. Quote, I have friends in Malaysia that were getting kidnapped and deported back to Turkey. Wow. If they deport me back to Turkey, it'll be ugly. So that's why I was taking, talking to my manager, like, what should we do? And he was like, okay, we need to leave the country. We look at flights. The first flight was Singapore at 530. So we kind of escaped the country. At 5.30, when the plane took off, I was like, thank God. Then we went to Singapore, hung out there for a couple of hours, whatever, then went to Romania, and that's where all the craziness started. Tom, this is one of the better young players in the league, and to see that go down was a really big story. Well, it's incredible uh, the way he's had to jump around the country because you don't, you, you assume maybe that if you're, in Bali, Indonesia, dipping your toe into the Indian Ocean, that your government's not following you, especially when you actually live in the United States and you're saying you're speaking out against the way this uh, Turkish so-called it's president is taking away the freedom like of the a... press. And, but you don't expect your government to be following you around the world and, and bothering you. Tom, say hello to our new teammate, Doug Gottlieb, oh, who nice. joins us live at Top Golf. Nice. How are you, Doug? Thanks for getting over here. Guys, I've listened to you guys for years. Now I get to be oh, on really? the show, although oh. I was on with you uh, on the yeah, first day of the San tournament. Francisco. Right. Yes, I appreciate that. You were out at Shadow Creek today. Yes. First off, you pulled off the remote out there, and that is God's green earth. Talk about how beautiful that venue was today. Well, the, the incredible part is not just the golf course. It's if you see the before picture. Yeah. I mean, it's just a patch of dirt. And then Steve Wynn built a house out there with a golf course and, you know, brought in 250,000 trees or something crazy. Incredible. And you don't know you're in, you're, you're in Vegas. You think you're somewhere in the mountains of Nevada. It's uh, really, really remarkable. The course was uh, as well-kempt as any you're going to see. I was seriously jealous I didn't get to play. It's amazing how they built that in a bowl, Doug, and you know they brought in some of the best trees around this country, swans. Steve Wynn really had that vision, and you see it out there at All the right, golf course. All right, let's talk what's most important, Okay. Uh, LeBron last night. Oh, guys- oh my God! Listen, the sky is falling. I've been, I've been radio. Ripping yep. LeBron as hard as anyone on this network yep. for years. He quietly shut me up. He muted me last year. Coming back down three to one. So I was a tiny bit tempered. We've talked to all these coaches. Doesn't score for sixteen plus minutes. I never had him at Jordan yet, but I'm about to put him even with Jordan if he beats this Warriors team with Durant. 
Last night wasn't that big of a step back, was it? No, I think the thing, guys, um, that, that you, you guys know because you were alive, like so many people are commenting, weren't alive through the Jordan era. The, the difference in LeBron and any of these other guys is when he's not feeling it, he, he defers and he, like, he kind of shuts it down. Exactly. He's okay with it, yep. which is it's weird. Like, I'm not sure it's terrible because, like, Kobe, Kobe would have fired up 35 missiles last <laughs> exactly. night, right? Absolutely. Jordan, same thing. Like, that's just how alphas are, have always been wired. And he's like, you know what, I'll just let everybody else play. Oh, over the is, years, just, he's driven us nuts, Doug. When, he, when the game is on the line and he dishes off to Booby Gibson for the game-winning shot, that now, is driven which, us nuts Which is the years. opposite of Jordan because Jordan... If you guys remember, like he had to, when, when they played the Pistons, they would knock him on his ass every time right. because he would never pass. He didn't start winning till he passed, whereas LeBron didn't start winning until he got that kind of alpha, I'm going to score mentality. So right. I, my only concern for the Cavs and for LeBron is, will that reappear against the Warriors? Will he? Cause, Bingo. Be, because when, if, if Iguodala can keep him out of the lane and he misses some jump shots, he won't trust it. And that's, that's the difference in him and every other superstar is he will lose his confidence, and none of these other guys do. Doug Gottlieb joins us live from Top Golf. It's Coaches versus Cancer. When he used to defer in the Dirk era, and he lost that finals that way, I saw it happen in San Antonio when Kawhi took him out. It just jumped out at me again. Is he going to turn back into deferring LeBron, who I've never seen a player in my life get into the paint, not even elevate, but have his both feet in the paint and start to elevate and kick out to the wide corner when he's about to get fouled in the paint or make a little bit of a bunny. Who coaches him and tells him to get out of that? Um, well, the, the other part is, does he not want to get fouled? You know, he's shooting 67% for yeah. the year. And I don't know if you guys saw this stat. He's changed his free throw routine 18 times this year. Oh, and when you're changing your routine, that means, like, most guys in the NBA, they've done the same thing since grade yeah, school. Superstitious. Right? Like I, yeah, superstitious. I rub my, rub my butt twice, yep. pick my yep. nose, shoot the free throw, right? <laughs> right. And he's, it shows he's not comfortable. So I think there's a little bit of a lack of comfort at the free throw line. Remember, he, he did win, he did win the, uh, the title last year at the free throw line. Yeah, he did. He, but, he did some big shots. But it's, it's going to be fascinating to see because, like, look, I've had the anxiety at the free throw line. That, frankly, ruined my career from playing in, playing in the NBA. Uh, just get up and you get petrified, you can't make a shot. And it's ruined other guys. We've seen it with Ricky Ankeel. You know, he couldn't be a pitcher anymore. He had to be an outfielder. Right. It hasn't got that level with LeBron, but does it manifest itself in this series against the Warriors? Guys, That's how many really points does he score in the next game? I say 42. Because he, lis- he listens to the chirping. I, I think 35 is right. But I think, you know, you look at what's on the line in this next game. It should be a pretty easy win, right, Doug? I mean, considering what we've seen you would, you throughout would th- three up, weeks They were the up 21, and, like, look, I'm as big a Marcus Smart fan as anybody. Right. He ended seven for threes in a game since high school at Flower Mountain, you know? <laughs> I mean, so, uh, you know, he started, He just caught fire. He caught a fever. So, I, like, look, they were 21 points better. They put their foot off the gas. LeBron didn't, mentally wasn't there, and all of a sudden Boston playing with a supreme amount of confidence and sure. swagger. They're talking a little trash to him, too. Uh, but, yeah, I think that was their one you know, sinking ship, fire a missile. How many What's points the big- in the next game, Doug? Uh, I still think he'll have in the 20s or 30. And, you know, he's, he's not going to give in to you or me uh, or Colin Cowherd. He's just right. going to do. He's just going to triple-double you know, it He's going like to be normal. LeBron. Yep, he's, yep. He thinks he's very comfortable in his skin. Other than LeBron yeah. or Steph or Durant, what do you find is the most intriguing storyline heading into the NBA Finals? Well, they have Kyrie, who I, I believe last year elevated himself to star yeah. status. But somehow now it's kind of taken – People don't pay attention to him. Kevin Love has been better. Like, first half last night. That's God, he was great. Yeah, he great, was right? But now he's like a three-point shooter. 
Um, he struggled to get on the floor at times. Like, who's he going to guard? Tell me who Kevin Loves guarding. Like, well, there I better think be somebody you, slow. With Draymond out on the perimeter and <laughs> okay, Draymond but, but not posting. Tristan, or, has, Tristan has to guard him. Absolutely. Yeah. So who does, who does Kevin the, Love guard? I think the guard Warrior. Kevin Durant? Yeah. I, I, That's a bad on, matchup. Depending where Durant wants to be. If Durant turns into a perimeter shooter, Doug, and lives out at the three-point line, because watching every game he played this year, there are times where he doesn't want to post up guys on the low Well, you don't want to post up, but you don't want to post up Kevin Love or Kevin Durant. You want to take him out, make him come and cover you, shoot over him and go around him. You don't want to post up. That's, that's, Kevin, Durant, that's Kevin Love's wheelhouse. I agree with you. He does, right. he does float too much. But, but do, you, do you believe that when you look at Kerr and – the coaching staff and the meth message that's coming into that series. Does Durant attack the rim the way he hasn't his entire career in some big postseason spots, or does he live out on the perimeter and fall in love with that jumper and live 15 to 17 feet out? I think that's the key. Well, I mean, that, I mean, how they handle Steph. I mean, remember, Steph yeah. last year, the whole game plan was whoever Steph's guarding, you go, right? right. And they just wore him down sure. by making him play defense. All that's fascinating. And then, you know, uh, I thought what the series changed. Everybody talks about Draymond and it did when he got hurt, when he got suspended. Sure. But when Andrew Bogut got hurt, you lost your rim protector, you lost mm-hmm. your legal screener, right? Right. I mean, nobody sets legal screens like Bogut, nobody. with the exception of Pachulia. And then you got JaVale McGee, who's been the punchline to every NBA joke for the last five years. Absolutely. And he's playing his ass off. So I'm as fascinated by the ancillary parts as well as who does Kevin Love guard? How does KD handle the pressure? How does Steph Curry handle the fact they're going at him? Can Kyrie elevate his game? Like, all that stuff. It's going to be great. The rest of the playoffs is dreck. It's terrible, but it's worth it for what we're going to get. Wrapping it up with Doug Gottlieb. If LeBron beats this team yeah. in a minute, yeah, I have him seated at the right hand of Jordan. Not yet, but right there. I have, this, to me, is Montana and Brady, and this is Brady surpassing Montana, which I never thought would happen. If LeBron can go through that 70-win team that added Durant, yeah. That, that, that blows my mind. I never even thought no. that could happen. I tend to agree with you. I'd only add this. It's funny. We talk about Montana and Brady. Who's the best quarterback you've ever seen play football? Montana for me. Uh, Aaron Rodgers for me. Okay. I Aaron love Rodgers Steve Young. I, want, I love the way Steve, Steve Young's Young pretty good, too. And, they, yeah. and both Steve Young and Aaron Rodgers only have one Super Bowl between the yeah. two of them. Yeah. Sometimes we get caught in the number of titles right. or the percentage of wins in titles right, instead of who's just a better player. Big plug for coaches versus cancer. What does it mean for you to be here tonight? My dad, I lost my dad about two and a half years ago to melanoma. Wow. Uh, I told the guys at American Cancer Society, you tell me when and where you need me to be somewhere, and I'll do it. Um, you just got to – and so um, – Obviously, I had a passion for fighting, especially pediatric cancer. No, no, no parents should ever have to go through that with their child right. for a long time. But then it strikes close to home when you lose a parent. And uh, my best friend in the world, Miles Simon, he lost his dad this year to cancer as well. That's bonded us together. We, we coached the Hardwood Heroes at the Final Four, all cancer survivors. It's nice. a coaches versus cancer event on the floor of the Final Four. So uh, to me, it's very, very personal. And if it's not personal to you yet, unfortunately, someday it will be. Sure and will. if you can yeah. give your time and your money... It's, it's worthwhile because uh, you're paying it forward and eventually maybe comes back and saves you. Welcome to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, Thanks. welcome, best, best, The best crew in, uh, in radio, and you guys do a, do a great job. I listen to you every Thank night. You, Doug. Thank Appreciate you. it. Doug Gottlieb joining us. We'll wrap it up live from Coaches vs. Cancer at the 10th Annual Coaches vs. Cancer Las Vegas Golf Classic Speed Brick next. JT, The Brick Show with Tom Looney on Fox Sports Radio. This time every day, we do our Geico Play of the Day. Power play about over for the Ducks. Here now is Yarncroke across for Sissons. Oh, my goodness. The score! 
That's a, that's a power play goal and a hat trick for Colton Sisson. Turn out the lights. The party's over. At least for the Anaheim Ducks. As the clock ticks down, Predators in front of the Ducks, 5-3. to three. Two minutes wow. left in the Western Conference Finals. Nashville leads the Series 3-2. That's our Geico play of the night. What does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on your car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Uh, Steve Gorman, our teammate here, is a big Predators fan yes, in he Nashville. Yes, uh, will you be filling in for him tomorrow, Tom? If I'm in Nashville tonight, you are not seeing me back tomorrow. This is a party. Another goal? Is that another goal? That's we another have a, Predators we have goal. Another, the Nashville Predators are on their way to the Stanley Cup final. That's another moment in my career, Tom. I never predicted I would ever say that. That's right. The Nashville Predators on their way to the Stanley Cup final. It's incredible, and thank you for not putting an S on the end of Stanley Cup final. It's the no, Stanley Cup final with no S. Yes, you've been doing this how long now? I'm a paid professional, 21 yeah. years. 21 years. Wow. Oh, quick announcement. I've never missed a show on Memorial Day because yes. I started on Memorial yeah, Day. Yeah, I'll be here because since you never miss Memorial Day, I told the schedule maker, I will be here Memorial Day because I know JT will. I will not. I'm taking <laughs> Memorial not Day. Yes, oh, wow. because after Memorial Day, it becomes 114 and 112 every day here. Right. So the family and I are going to get away for a few days, oh, and we'll okay. be back on I'm that good Tuesday. Good for you. It's okay. Hey, I want to thank Amari Mitchell, who's our engineer, and I've been working over 20 years with engineers on the side of remotes. Uh, this was unique and creative to pull this off tonight. The place is Packed. We're in an unbelievable location right on the Vegas Strip here at Top Golf, and uh, it takes a great engineer to get us hooked up and get on the air. So thank you, my friend. Really appreciate it tonight. And, Tom, as we wrap it up for LeBron James, we'll see what happens in this next game. I don't think Boston. I think Boston had one punch left. They threw it last night. I think they're not happy to be there, but I don't expect LeBron James to struggle the rest of the way. I'm still looking at Warriors, Cleveland, and I like Warriors in six as of tonight. In six, but things could change if there's an injury, something happens over the next couple of weeks. I assume you mean the Cavaliers in six, correct? No, I mean the Warriors in oh, six. Oh, you mean the, in, in the finals? Yeah, Whoa. the NBA finals. Okay. Well, yeah, I, remember, after this game tonight, the Warriors don't play till June. Yeah, yeah that June is June 1st and 4th. They'll be, so we, yeah. we have a lot of time to knock down and preview that game. They will be rest, rested and rusty, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, just like last year, will win the NBA Finals once again. That game against the Boston Celtics was an aberration. It was an absolute honor to be here tonight. Really thank everyone at Fox Sports Radio, Scott Shapiro, our bosses, for giving us an opportunity to really build the bridge for the American Cancer Society and what they're doing with coaches versus cancer. You see it on the court. You see it during college basketball. You hear all these great talk, uh, coaches talking about it. Let me tell you, everybody, these coaches and the American Cancer Society work year-round to try to save more lives. I'm just proud to play a small small role in that here in Las Vegas. Tom, thank everyone who put the broadcast together back sure. in Sherman Oaks. Eric Roberts, our digital dog. Cindy Katz, our guest booker. Alex Tyshirt, our technical engineer. And our executive producer, sowing the seeds of creativity, Lauren Gardner. Everybody have a great night. And I guess get ready to party in Nashville. Get ready That's to right. party in Nashville yet. It's not the Stanley Cup 
drinking from the cup yet, but a trip there for that city, and it's getting awful chippy in that game. Thanks again, everyone, for everyone at Top Golf in Las Vegas and the American Cancer Society. Thanks for joining us tonight exclusively on Fox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.